0: I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun. But most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz, but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great, but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash rtg. That's harrys.com slash rtg for a $3 trial set. What's up everybody welcome back to remember the game it is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day my name is Adam Blank thank you so much for listening to the show this week it is episode 213 and we're talking about one of the weirdest fucking games I have ever played odd world Abe's Odyssey for the PlayStation 1 the OG PlayStation I should have said the oddest game I've ever played. Oh, fuck. I dropped the ball there. Anyway, odd, weird, funky, hard as fucking nails. Uh, These are all accurate ways to describe this game. I've never played it before. Uh, I always thought it was just a generic shovelware dime a dozen PlayStation game. We all know there was tons of those back in that era. But then our very own Blaine the Hoagie Man sponsored this episode of the show and said uh, it's way better than a shovelware game. You need to play it, and I did. And I'll tell you, I don't know if I've ever rage quit and come back to a game more times than I did with Oddworld: Abe's Odyssey. I don't think that's. I don't think I've ever done it this much. motherfucker definitely not since the nes anyways uh this game is so goddamn hard on your first playthrough it's a platformer slash puzzle game and between the wonky ass platforming controls and the occasionally pretty tough puzzles uh odd will break you this is a tough game and when i was playing it and i was throwing hissy fits online on twitter and stuff like that i a, a ton of people were weighing in Some are saying they love this game. Some are saying they fucking hate it. And you want to know, like, I I can totally see where both camps are coming from. Uh, I did finish it. I I went from hating it to the more I played it, the more I liked it. And now that I'm done it, I do do like this game. Uh, I definitely have more gray in my beard than I did before I started playing it. And I have a fucking ton to say about it. So Blaine and I had a chat about why he subjected me to Oddworld Abe's Odyssey in the first place. Why he loves it so much. And then my buddy Tyler popped by the podcast to reminisce about the controller throwing, rage inducing, frustrating as fuck. But still really fun. Oddball that is. Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. And we'll get there in just a minute because speaking of being rage-inducing, frustrating as fuck, but still pretty fun, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game Infamous Intro. <laughs> And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're fun. Our intros, are, you know what, they and they're way easier to get through than Oddworld Abe's Odyssey is your first time through. Uh, but seriously, if you do want to skip the intro, if you're just here for Oddworld talk, go to about the 30-minute mark, and you should be around when we start talking about Oddworld. But hang around. We do, like, fun video game chat and stuff in the intro. I do have to get my plugs out of the way. It's how we pay the bills. We have merchandise, hoodie, t-shirts, coffee mugs, tank tops, posters, all kinds of stuff, all drawn incredible art, or all rocking incredible art part of me drawn by my man joe at 4545creative.com you can find our merchandise at remember game, if you're interested it is a great way to support the show and of course if you're like me and you're like ah close overrated you can always support us on patreon because it's just two dollars a month to start and you're gonna get two additional podcasts every week not two additional podcasts a month two extra shows every week for two bucks a month you get exclusive access to my gaming news podcast game patch every friday where i look at all the big news in modern video games and i've added my opinions it's some profanity and that stuff i do and expansion pass goes live every thursday and it's a different show every week we do game rankings we look back at characters consoles we do some comedy episodes there's modern game reviews this past week on expansion pass i actually reviewed spider-man miles morales for the ps5 i know i'm a little bit late to that party but i finally got around to playing it and it was delightful i love this game and as always my review was 100 spoiler free i did tack a short spoiler cast on at the end but i warn you before the spoilers start so if you you've not played Miles Morales and you're on the fence, you can still listen. I won't ruin anything for you. And as this is becoming tradition during the intro, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass. My Spider-Man Miles Morales review. Um, if I didn't have the backlog that I do to work on... I would probably go back and fuck around with some of those collectibles. I don't normally enjoy doing that kind of stuff, collectibles and things, but just playing as Spider-Man and web slinging around New York is so much fun. We'll get there in a minute. So there, there is extra meat on the bone if you're interested in it, but know that like the main campaign is not a 40 hour game or anything like that. Um, personally, I feel like I got my money's worth in that 10 to 12 hours. Again, I like short games. That's me. Uh, I'm not the type of person that associates length to value and it, nothing wrong with it if you do. Just, you know, that's just me. Uh, I've always been of the mindset of give me 10 great hours of a video game over 50 mediocre hours for the same price. You know, like if I'm paying 60, 70, $80 for a game, give me 10 mint hours over 50 hours of like, and I'm, I'll take the 10 hour game. That's my preference all day. So that's now available in our archives. And this week for expansion pass number 127, uh, I'm going to drop a mother, another, a mother. I'm going to drop a mother. I'm going to drop another modern game review. And this might be one of the most anticipated reviews in the history of Remember the Game. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection is available now. I am going to review the collection as a whole and I'm going to actually rank the games in the collection at the same time. So again, Two bucks gets you two additional podcasts every single week, plus instant access to well over 200 archived episodes. Plus, you can join our Remember the Game Discord. You get a chance to vote on our Patreon poll at the end of every month. You get the ability to submit comments to be read on all of our podcasts, and you get a shout-out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest patrons, and this is a record-breaking week for the number of new patrons we've got. It's fucking insane, so thank you all so much. Here we go. M. M. Reyes, Shane, Alan Flores, Robert Carr, Blake Tronsler. Oh my God! It froze. Drifter Hawk, Hunter Simmons, Stacy, Kev, Philip Marchand, Marchand, David Winchester, Tim Freer, Radical. I get it. T. Oh, too Hung. Ah ha, ha. I ah, You guys are fucking with me. I got you, Rob. I'm not smart. These are tough. Rob Harank, Ocarina of Scissor me Timbers mac daddy times four bobby Litton, sauce boss nick davies james whitaker whitaker arin sharma matt d chris cochran brandon d, d-, d-, d- zeba joel G- gattica gattica oh my god i suck at this job joel gattica roger russell ojim lopes cp james childers 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 Max Renault, Tyler Lynn White, JB Sharps, Jared Andrade, Troy Evers, Kia Pup, Eddie Lopez, Gingerbread Jedi, Knife Goes In, Guts Come Out. I get that reference. This is the one I've been most scared of. Marcus <laughs> Royce Hijarvelainen. I think I ruined that. Salmon Avocado Roll, Andrew G, TJ, Tyler, Pew Does YouTube, Adam Bezemeck. Bezemeck? Marcel Broski, Sir Bustalot, Roto Baggins, and Ben Torma. I have no doubt I fucked up a ton of your names. But thank you all so much for the support. Uh, Patreon.com slash remember the game. To wrap up the sales pitch, two quick notes. One, we have annual memberships now. At all of our Patreon tiers, if you're interested in a one-time payment, you're set up until this time next year, you get the 12-month free if you sign up for a year-long membership. And 5% of our Patreon is getting donated to the Stollery Children's Hospital in December as part of my Remember the Children 24-hour charity stream at the end of the year. We're over $1,900 raised already. So you get a ton of podcasts. You keep the lights on here. And we'll help some sick kids out at the same time. All right? Patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And finally, you can find me at twitch.tv slash rememberthegame if you want to watch me play video games and get mad and make fun of my nose or whatever else it is you want to do. Uh, twitch.tv slash rememberthegame. Hit me with a follow. It's totally free. And then you'll know when I'm on because I have no real schedule. All right? That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming-related but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the the cartridge
1: he blows all right he blows big time
0: that's it honey get into the spirit Let's blow our first blower this week is Maddie D, who wrote in and said, pumped to be a part of the Remember the Game Patreon family now. You've made days at work absolutely fly by with your rants and wicked guests. Thank you, Maddie." My question for you is, with the rumors of The Legend of Zelda, Wind Waker, and Twilight Princess being announced at an upcoming Nintendo Direct, which would be the first you would dive into for the show, assuming you would do episodes for each of them? Uh, Well, actually, we have done... And like, I actually forget sometimes I, I will lie to you, Maddie. I put your comment into blog in the cartridge. Cause I was like, man, both of those games would make excellent episodes of remember the game. And then I went through my own archives to make sure. And we actually covered wind waker. Gosh, a long fucking time ago. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly what episode it was. Uh, how do I search? Yeah, there we go. Wind episode 46. Holy Christ. That's a long time ago. We did cover the legend of Zelda wind waker. That said, Um, so I would probably play Twilight Princess first if I was going to but I have the GameCube uh, edition of Twilight Princess sitting here uh, thanks to my buddy Daniel hooking me up with his copy so I'll probably if I ever review it I'll probably play that one um, for all of you that don't know, I don't always talk about modern game rumors on here, but there's a lot of rumors. We're going to need a Nintendo direct sometime in the month of September. They've never not done one in the month of September. And a lot of people are saying switch ports of the wind waker and twilight princess are going to be part of that direct. And before you're like, well, ah, Nintendo selling us old games again. I know, I know just don't buy them. That's what Nintendo does. Um, I'm more, in- I'm more intrigued by wind waker. Cause I would love to play wind waker again on my switch. I haven't played it since the GameCube, but twilight princess is the one that i never finished. I played it on the Wii, it Didn't Really like it I never finished it So Uh, yeah, we have covered Waker. We'll definitely cover Twilight Princess at some point. Uh, thanks, Maddie, for writing in. Hogzilla wrote in and said, Second time caller, do you enjoy all-dressed chips? I know it's a thing in Canada, and I've had the Lay's version in the States, and it was fire, flames, good. Keep up the great work, and I'll hang up and listen. Yes, for all of you that don't live in Canada, uh, I don't know, yeah, I don't know what you guys have for all-dressed chips outside of this great country of ours, but we have all-dressed chips. They are fire. Someone asked me, how would you explain what all-dressed chips taste like? I... I don't know. Like, I think the the bag shows like onions and uh vinegar and like they're really they they've got some punch. They're 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 punchy chips, but they're delicious. I will say I don't particularly like ruffled chips. I'm a I'm a flat chip guy. Pringles, Lay stuff like that. But all dressed ruffles are fire. They're they're my favorite. They're actually probably my second favorite chip, after just plain because I love the salt. Is just all dressed ruffles chips. They're delicious. So if you have never tried them, fucking try them. They're outstanding. Vic vinegar. Wrote in and said, "Hey Adam, how do you decide if a game is worth the money? I take the approach that if I'm willing to spend 10 bucks for a movie ticket and get about two hours of entertainment, then I should get roughly two hours of gameplay for every 10 out 10 bucks spent on the game for me to feel at minimum that I got my money's worth. I'm curious if you have any method of deciding the value of the game. Uh, not really, uh, honestly. Like, and I get why a lot of people are like that. I have no beef with that. I like short games, so if I was only buying games." that I was getting X amount of hours per dollar, then I wouldn't be buying a lot of games or i have to wait for everything to go on sale. I love short games. Um, like 10 to 15 hours is the money spot for me. That's, that's fucking, that's golden. So as far as like determining the value of a game for myself, it's just a matter of if I'm interested in playing it. And then it just comes down to like, did I have fun? If I had fun, then sure, I'm in, you know? And if, uh, if I didn't have fun, I don't give a fuck. Dude, I said it before, you can give me 200 hours of content for 50 bucks if i don't have fun during that 200 hours then i'm like that was a ripoff whereas you can give me four hours of content for 50 bucks and if i have a blast during that four hours i got great value for my money so i don't really have a way to determine the value of a game it just comes down to how much did i like it you know that's really that's really it and yeah i know it's kind of a lame answer but I like short games so and I love indie games and indie games a lot of them are short so but then also like roguelikes are fire and those things can go for fucking tens if not hundreds of hours so I don't really have a way to decide it's just a matter of whether or not I had fun that's <laughs> I feel like that's like a fucking participant metal answer like well let's all just have fun that's all that matters but it's true as long as it's fun I don't care that's me uh, Gamer 2017 wrote in and said, Okay, Adam, I tried wrestling last week. Keeping the trend alive this week. If you could pick one match to go back and see live slash front row, what would it be? Mine would be Undertaker Triple H at WrestleMania 28 with HBK as a special referee, if not for the fact that it features the greatest near-fall in pro wrestling history. Sweet Chen music into the pedigree and then the kickout. Michael selling in the corner afterwards personified the gut-wrenching tension we the fans held in that moment. I know exactly what we're talking about, Gamer. If I could go back and see any event... Or any match to see live in the front row, it would either be, hmm, it would either be Taker HBK two, uh, HBK's retirement match from WrestleMania, or the Royal Rumble from 1992 where Ric Flair wins the world title. It'd be one of the, one of those two, or maybe maybe. Oh fuck! One of the TLC matches between the Hardys, the Dudleys, and Edgy Christian. But that's that's my number three after Taker, HBK, and the Royal Rumble 1992. Oh my God! To see that Royal Rumble, It both got so fucking sick. I've always wanted to just sit front row at a wrestling show. I've never sat at the front row. That'd be so much fun. Uh, Cal C wrote in and said, "Hey Adam, I've been listening for a month and I've loved every episode I've heard so far. Give it, give it time, Cal." There's some duds you'll find them. Uh, as a fan of retro collections and remasters, which would you say so far has been the best? For myself, it's been the Mega Man X collection. Whilst others have been great, that's the one I've had the most enjoyment from. Although the CalBunga collection may soon change that. That's a good question. We've actually been I've been thinking about doing an expansion pass where I rank all the retro game collections and remasters that I've I've played over the years. But, like, the short list would be the Contra Collection, the Castlevania Collection, the Castlevania Advance Collection, the Sega Genesis Classics Collection, the Mega Man Legacy Collection, Mega Man Legacy 2 Collection, Mega Man X Collection, the Galaga Collection. I think those are the m- most memorable ones I can think. I mean, unless you're counting stuff like Mario All-Stars or Mario 3D All-Stars. Uh, of those... It would either be the original Mega Man Legacy Collection, which features Mega Man 1 through 6, or the Cowabunga Collection. And you'll hear more about Cowabunga Collection tomorrow on my review and expansion pass, but uh, it's really, really fucking solid. I just I would rather play Mega Man 1 through 6 over and over again than play these Ninja Turtle beat-em-ups over and over again. But I think the Cowabunga Collection is better quality, if that makes sense. So it'd be one of those two for sure. Uh, Blade wrote in and said, hi, Mr. Blank. We all know you're a huge Simpsons fan, as I'm sure many of us hot dogs are. What would you say would be your top three episodes? Don't worry about the episode names. Just a brief description will do fine. If that's too difficult, maybe just your top three quotes, although that might be even harder. Appreciate all the entertainment you provide and much love from... Down under. It says Aussie accent down under. I hope I nailed your accent. Down yeah Your accent. That's terrible. And it's like a Boston. I don't even know what the fuck that was. Uh, no, I can do a top three episodes. Top three quotes would be way harder. Um, my top two Simpsons episodes of all time are, and I don't, I think they're called Homer Goes to College and Homer at the Bat. But I don't know titles at all. But it is the episode where they recruit all the major leaguers to be on their softball team and the one where Homer goes to college. And then my third favorite would probably be Lemon of Troy. I think it's what it was called. The one where they go to Shelbyville to get the lemon tree back. Those those would probably be... I mean, there's so many other great ones. But those would... Yeah. Off the top of my head, those would be my three favorite episodes. I... Fuck. Homer at the Bat is my favorite episode ever. After that, it gets a little wishy. But probably College in Springfield would be my two and three. Or, pardon me... Uh, College in Shelbyville. Uh, Shake harder, boy. Uh, Thank you, Blade. And finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. Bucky Duck. Wrote in to us and said, Hey Adam, I heard your recent ads for Backbone. Sounds like a cool product, but without asking you to comment on it, what are your thoughts on peripherals like these that allow you to potentially play a PS5 or Xbox remotely on your phone? Does this boost the status of mobile gaming or essentially turn every console into a handheld? And do you see this as a potential future competition for the hybrid consoles like the Switch and the future Steam Deck? Does it challenge their relevance and push Nintendo to compete with the processing power of next gen? Keep up the good work, buddy. Well, thank you, buddy. Buck- let me just get out of the way, first of all. Yeah, if you guys have heard it, we do currently have ads running for the Backbone 1 mobile controller. I just want to say, I just think this is an interesting discussion. I am not getting paid. Uh, like Backbone sponsored the podcast. They did send me a free unit to use. I have really enjoyed it, but I just want to say, do not get do not take my answer to this question as me pushing you to go out and buy a product or anything. I get no commission. Backbone paid me X amount to read their ad over X amount of episodes. I did it. That is we're done. Like that's the end of this relationship. I'm not I'm not a shill. I mean, I am a shill. I'm a total sellout. But I'm not getting paid any extra money if you go out and buy a Backbone based on my answer here or anything like that. I just want to make that clear. I just think this is an interesting discussion. So, uh, as Bucky Duck asked, Do peripherals like these controllers that turn your mobile device into a way to remote play your Xbox or your PlayStation or anything, um, does it boost the status of mobile gaming? Uh, I do think that. I, I don't play a ton of mobile games, but these controllers that you can put your phone into that you can then use, you can't, I mean, you can use it for more than just PlayStation and Xbox. You can play certain mobile games with it. And I don't play a ton of mobile games, but I would be far more inclined to play a mobile game if I had a controller to play it with. It's not completely optimal. I have to take the case off my iPhone and drop it in and then get it all set up. Like it's not just a, you know. Can, it's not a half a second thing it takes a few seconds to get it all set up which is a little bit of a pain in the ass and i haven't used it to play any mobile games but when it comes to stuff like um call of duty Warzone or apex legends mobile or minecraft or fortnite or anything you've played on your phone having a controller does you know uh, enhance the experience so i do think it boosts the status of mobile gaming um do i see it as future competition for the hybrid consoles like the switch and the steam deck no i don't uh maybe some people do uh i've been using it to play both remote play of my ps5 and XCloud, just streaming games on my phone for what it's worth it's worked really well but like i've been playing the last of us part one on my ps5 and i tried it on my phone with this controller and it worked but it could not it like it ran slower than a switch would run it because i'm playing it streaming and that's a pretty uh big game to be streaming so it was it was playable for sure but it was a like i can't be near my playstation right now this is better than nothing whereas the switch it is it's not your playstation but it is an actual console same with the steam deck it is an actual console in your hands this is just a like you know uh gap uh bridging the gap thing using x cloud on my phone has been really dope just to give you an idea i've been streaming games like dead space fallout 3 hollow Knight, mlb the show all to my phone and they've all been playable Gears of War, they've all run at a playable clip on my phone with this controller. Again, it doesn't replace sitting in front of my Xbox with a better frame rate on a bigger screen. So, no, I i don't look at them as uh, something that could challenge the Switch or this, particularly the Steam Deck. Um, I just look at them as an, uh, an alternate way to experience my PlayStation or Xbox and a better way to experience mobile games. Do we ever get to the point where maybe they can compete with them? Perhaps you know, maybe if I can download, like I said, I've been playing Fallout 3. If I could download Fallout 3 onto my phone and play with this thing now, maybe because I want to play Fallout 3 on my Switch and I can't now, maybe, but even then I'd rather have the steam deck than playing it on my phone. But then I guess your counter for that is everybody has a phone. Not everybody's going to plunk down five, six, seven hundred $700 for a steam deck. So I don't, I don't look at them as competition. I just look at them as another way to game. Uh, if that makes sense, I'm sure it'll keep getting better. But that's the way I look at it. And I just, again, want to just clarify, please don't interpret this as me trying to sell controllers or anything. I, I don't get any kind of a commission or a kickback or, or anything for anyone that buys a controller. I've just been using one. It's been my first experience using a controller on a mobile device. And I have a lot to say about it. And I thought it was an interesting discussion. But I'm not, this is not a sales pitch by any stretch. All right. I hope that I hope I just want to make that abundantly clear. Okay. Thank you, Bucky duck. And thank you to everybody that wrote in this week. We got to move on. So let's switch things up and get into our smash hit segment. The official game show of remember the game industries, play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern game. The third game is erased from time forever. As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one, and we'll get to it in just a minute. And this week, I figured we're talking Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, which features farts in a very big way. Uh, So I went with three more fart games because yes, I'm a 38 year old man with a 12 year old trapped inside of me and I still think farts are hilarious. We're going with Boogerman, Fable and Conker's Bad Fur Day as our contestants and 39% of you said you would play Fable, remake Conker's Bad Fur Day and erase Boogerman. You're fucking crazy. That is wrong. I say there's no wrong answers, but there is a right one, but I take it back. That is wrong. No fucking chance. 39% of you are wrong. Let me see what a few of you had to say here, and then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Jason Durham wrote in, excuse me, and said, play Fable. I played the second and loved it, but the third really pissed me off royally in the end, so maybe the innocent first of the series can warm my heart again. Remake Boogerman for the simple fact that its title is Boogerman, and erase Bad Fur Day. I never played it when it came out because I thought it looked too childish, and now I'm in my late 30s playing and playing it, May, might make me question my life. And yes, I know this contradicts my statement about Boogerman, but I'm old enough to make my own poor decisions. I, w- <laughs> I will say, it's funny that you're like, play Boogerman because it's Boogerman. Get rid of Conquer's Bad Fur Day because it's too immature. I, I've not played Boogerman, but I have played Conquer. Conquer I assure you, is not too kiddish. I assure you of that. I'm, I was like 36 or 37 when I played Conquer's Bad Fur Day, and I was like, I don't know if I should be playing this. I promise you it's not too, it controls like shit. But I, it's not too childish. I promise you, uh, David Winchester. Wrote in and said, "I have some fond memories of all three of these games, but the choice was pretty easy. Play Booger Man because it's a platforming classic and the art style and design hold up well even now. Remake Conquer because this is the game that needs another remake, not The Last of Us. The jokes are timeless, although some people may find them offensive or in bad taste. I think it would get a pass if it stuck to the original script and the graphics could benefit from new fur physics and modern faster load times. Also, they should remake the multiplayer from Live and Reloaded while they're at it. The Normandy level was rad online with tons of people back in the early Xbox Live days. And finally, a race fable." I love the franchise, and I ha- but I haven't missed it at all since it's been dormant. And honestly, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning was everything Fable should have been anyways. Love the podcast. Keep it up, Mr. Pleck. Love you, David, for calling it as it is. Kingdoms of Amalur is a better Fable. And I will fucking die on that hill right beside David Winchester. Thank you so much. Case fucking closed. Good answers. I like it. Uh, Super Swede jo- jo- Joachim. Am I saying that right? I hope. Super sweet Joachim says, Play Conquer. Fun game for its time, even with the censoring. Remake Man, Boogers and flatulence in HD. The world isn't complete otherwise. Erase Fable. Many games does what Fable promised. Much, much better. We don't need it. Agreed. Many games do does what Fable does better. Agreed. I just... We reviewed that game, what, sometime in the last six months. And it just didn't impress me. I know it's like 20 years old, but I just... I remember everyone being disappointed back then. I was disappointed in it fucking now. So I get, I agreed 100%. And Roger Russell wrote in, his, I keep wanting to say Roger Rabbit. Roger Russell wrote in and said, I'd play Conquer as that game was very decent back in the 64 era. What middle school age child wouldn't love a swearing, hard drinking squirrel? Come on, remake Fable. I'm not an Xbox guy, but I had a modded out original in college and fuck the first was so good. I loved it and wouldn't mind seeing what they could do with it today. Erase Boogerman. This was tough. I had to dig deep here. I rented Boogerman for the Sega like crazy as a kid, but now it just doesn't have the appeal to me that it once did, sadly. Well, then you need to fucking grow up. Because his name is Boogerman and he should appeal to every he should be mainstream. Forget the boys. That show should be Boogerman. I mean I mean you don't need to grow up, Roger. But I'm just I just I I've never played Boogerman, but I'm so intrigued by that fucking game uh not bad i i not no answers really made me angry this week other than the fact that 39% of you got it so wrong 25% of you got it right you voted that was the runner up poll uh, on the poll and it was the same way that I voted, as did Jeffrey Zollers, who wrote in and said, hear me out, play Boogerman because I've never played it or heard of it. And I mean, come on, it's a guy made of boogers. It's awesome. Remake Conquer because I feel like a cleaned up version will be great. And Erase Fable because I've played tons of times or I've played it a ton of tons of times when I got my Xbox for Christmas back in the day. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with the or your reasoning, but I absolutely agree with your order. I would play Man because I have not. And it looks like my type of game. I love farts. I love gross out humor. It's a 2D platformer from the 16-bit era. I'm all about it. I got to play Booger Man. I'm going to remake Conquer because I love everything that game is doing except for the controls. I played it on Rare Replay and I just thought it controlled like a fucking three-wheeled shopping cart. I, it was, t- oh, it drove me fucking bananas. But it made me laugh so much that I kept coming back. So remake it, modern graphics, sexy as fuck, make it control well. It's my game of the year. And then I'm erasing Fable because as I've made abundantly clear, I just don't think it's that good. I just, the best part of Fable is that I can fart on command. I'm, and I could do that in Oddworld. And Oddworld Abe's Odyssey is a better game than Fable. And I know that's going to piss some people off. I stand by it. I did not care for it. So I can erase it and not lose any fucking sleep over it at all. Thank you so much to everybody that played. What have I been up to over the last seven days? And then we'll get into Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. I have been playing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection pretty well non-stop since it dropped last week. I'm going to review it tomorrow. So I'll let you know more But it. It's really good, though. It's really good. Uh, I've been playing Half-Life. I finished Half-Life. Or almost. I got to the final boss of half-life i could not beat the final boss uh we will be reviewing that uh, that game if everything works out that'll be remember the game number 216 but i'm not 100 percent confident about that uh i have a lot to say about the original half-life i'll lo- I, i'll save it for the episode i have a lot to fucking say about that game but i'll save it for the episode uh, i've been playing grand theft auto 4 in preparation for an upcoming episode of Remember the Game, it's my first time playing it. I'm really, really liking it. San Andreas is my favorite GTA so far, but 4 might knock it off its perch just because of Roman. The guy's fucking hilarious. And I have been playing The Last of Us Part 1 on my PS5 because I'm Adam part of the problem blank, and I bought it even though the game probably didn't need to exist. And goddamn, I love The Last of Us so much. And for all of you asking, we are going to cover The Last of Us on an episode of Remember the Game someday. I just want to do it on a milestone number, either 250 or 300. It, we will cover it someday, I promise. There you go. That's what I've been playing. Let's get into Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. That's why you all are here. i like to give a few of you a chance to sound off on the game that we're talking about before my guests and I hog the microphone. Marcus, Roy Sorry, Marcus Wrote in and said I had this game's demo disc as a kid And I played through it like a thousand times over I asked my parents to buy me the full game But they thought I was getting enough enjoyment from the demo That they didn't need to spend the money on the full version Instead they bought me a snowboarding game that I barely even touched They knew I had no interest in sports games But the game's name was Cool Borders, So it had to be cool, right? I'm happy to see you cover this game so I can finally hear what's beyond the first level You know what, Marcus? Even if you had gotten the full game You might not have gotten past the first level anyways Because it's too fucking hard But I understand, and I hope you enjoy this. Uh, GC Freak wrote in and said, Great game. I originally played it on PC at first, but the port to PS1 was a great conversion. Yes, the game is hard, and it has some puzzles, but when you finish that level, you've been stuck on for ages. It feels so accomplishing. I actually agree with all of that. As frustrating as this fucking game is, when you get past something, it's like getting a sliver out. It is just oh my god it's the best best fucking feeling Rooney said this game is a classic to me i remember not knowing what to do farting all the time and laughing then getting the other midalkins killed i never beat the game but it's always been a good memory uh that actually sounds a lot like my experience with the game minus i did beat it but i didn't save a lot of the midalkins and i did fart and laugh a lot Tom Commando said, The story in Oddworld Games is very dark and the games are weird. I played the shit out of this game on my PlayStation back in the day, and I played through the remake lately as well. The fart functionality could add value to a lot of games. Controls are so bad, but fair. It only adds to the weirdness that this game is all about. And let me say, and I think we get into this on the podcast, like, I like tank controls in my Resident Evil games, despite the fact that I know they're hard to control because I feel like they add to the tension. I do think the weird controls add to this game. It's just really frustrating. But I... I do think the game wouldn't hit quite as hard if it just controlled like a normal platformer. I get where you're coming from and Eddie Lopez the name sounds like a wrestling name but maybe it's just because of Eddie Eddie Lopez said I remember going to my cousin's house growing up and my cousin junior would always be playing this game I used to think it was a weird puzzle platformer with a fart button but I didn't hate it in fact I respected it Abe's Odyssey does it's own thing and proudly does it and at the end of the day it stands on my PS1 Mount Rushmore next to the other mascots like my beloved Crash and Spyro Final Fantasy Tekken and Metal Gear so I really like what you said there Eddie because uh, I played this on my Playstation Classic and I did not have to hack it this was one of the games included with the playstation classic and i've always been of the mindset that like final fantasy 7 metal gear solid resident evil are the big three games on the playstation classic and everything else is meh and now that i've played this i'm like this belongs in that conversation i and i truly believe that this game is as good as those games it's just more frustrating than well i don't know metal gear solid is pretty fucking frustrating sometimes but i i like this game so much that i would put it in the conversation with them personally i think i like this game better than metal gear solid and better than final fantasy 7 i think i like resident evil more But I like this game better than those other two. And so uh, we're going to talk about it. First, I'm going to chat with uh, Blaine the Hoagie Man, sponsor of this week's episode. And uh, by the way, I just want to say, I asked Blaine why he calls himself the Hoagie Man, and he messaged me after we recorded this chat. It said partially because he wanted to start a supervillain team called the Legion of Food, which I really respect. So first I'm going to chat with Blaine the Hoagie Man, and then my buddy Tyler and I are going to break down Oddworld Abe's Odyssey in its entirety. I'm going to cue up some music. And when it stops, we are going to look back at Oddworld Abe's Odyssey for the original PlayStation that released in North America on September 18th, 1997 in 15 or no, 25 years. Jesus Christ. Almost to the day, like two weeks short. Uh, Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody. Your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing... Didn't ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider BetterHelp. I've used them myself and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs and you schedule appointments around your schedule and all of your sessions are done online or over the phone so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash rememberthegame today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot rememberthegame. Okay, so as I'm sure I mentioned during the intro and everything, this is one of our illustrious sponsored episodes. Remember, the community has basically jumped the line and said, hey, I'm play this game. And uh, so my guest this week is Blaine the Hoagie Man from our longtime member of our community. Uh, So a couple of things. First of all, Blaine, uh, what's up, man? How are you?
2: Blaine, man, how's it going? I'm feeling great. How are you?
0: I'm doing really good. I have so much to say about Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. I don't know if I've ever had (laughs) This much to say about a fucking game, but we're going to get into all that before we do that. I have to ask you on behalf of the community, because several people have asked me to ask you, why are you the hoagie man? Like that's, if you don't know, that's Blaine's handle in our community is Blaine the hoagie man. Do you, are you just very passionate about hoagies or what's the story here?
2: I'm very, I'm actually, I do enjoy myself a good hoagie every so often. I probably have them like more often than I should, to be honest with you. And I don't smell like a hoagie. I will say that, but
0: (laughs) that subway (laughs) smell like
2: subway smell. Yeah. But no, like, yeah, I'd say I'd enjoy, I enjoy a hoagie or two every so often.
0: I love it. I just, I saw your (laughs) handle the first time. I, I remember the first time I saw your handle and I was like, either this dude makes hoagies for a living or just loves sandwiches. And I'm down with either one. Because I love a good hoagie myself. So I, I had right. to ask. People were like, you better fucking ask them. So there you go. For all of you that have given me shit and told me to ask him. Uh, let's get <laughs> into the main course here, which is Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. I have never <laughs> rage quit a game, but come back to it as many times as I did this playing through it. So I'm going to explain why when I get into the main podcast with my buddy Tyler. The, the floor is yours, Blaine. What the fuck? Why, why this game? Why, why were you so passionate about Oddworld Abe's Odyssey? Uh, that you went this far to sponsor an episode. I'll I'll shut up. What what's the story with you in this game?
2: Well, I'll let you in on one little secret. Now, would you believe me if I ever told you that I used to play this game when I was a kid?
0: I I would, but I'd also wonder why. Like I'm looking at you on a Zoom call, and why none of your hair is
2: gray? Because if well, I had
0: played this as a kid, I would have graduated gray.
2: Because this game stressed me my, out. Probably would have torn my hair out. But anyway, in all seriousness. Growing up, I had a couple friends that we would, you know, stay the night at each other's houses. And, like, yeah, during like the N64 PS1 era, you always had your multiplayer games, which, you know, we played as well. But every so often we would implement this game in our nightly sleepovers. And, yeah, it has a two player mode, but what we would do is just throw a single player on. One of us would start playing. we die, pass the controller, and we just, it was just a blast to have, you know, like you would just, laugh at every single time it would happen and um i had a friend who wanted me to point this out anytime you blow up guile's arm would flap around always a fun sight to see for us but you know then again we we're probably a little not right in the head a little bit but <laughs>
0: <laughs> so okay okay first of all i didn't even realize it had a two-player mode what the fuck what do you do in two-player mode
2: it's the same type of thing. Like you just play the game, but like once one player, one dies player two takes over. It's like, so it's really, you don't really need to play it that way. Like I said, you could just, oh. if you have friends, you just pass control around. And
0: But like, so when you play a two player, if you say player one, like rescues two people and, and like solves a trap and then dies, uh, does player two, like, is it like the original super Mario brothers where player two starts from scratch or does player two pick up at the last checkpoint player one got to?
2: I don't quite remember. I'm thinking it's just each one has, like, their own individual playthrough. So, like, when one person's somewhere, the other person's wherever they left off. I see. I don't think that they coincide with each other.
0: Because I agree with you. I think it'd be more fun to just pass the controller back and forth. Mm -hmm. I frankly think, because, listen, this game, anyone that hasn't played it, we're going to get into what this game is all about. But, like, it's not a matter of if you're going to die playing this game. It's a matter of how patient are you because you're going to die i would love a death counter i have to be in the hundreds have to be in the hundreds of times Uh, that i die playing this game i think it would actually make it more fun to play it with a friend or two like working together to solve the puzzles and stuff like that because half of this game is like getting into a new space a new area a new room and then there were so many times where i just stood there for a minute and was like how in the fuck am i gonna like what the fuck do you want me to do like that's what this game is really it's such a very like, did you own it? Like, what the fuck? Like, how did you guys, so many people love this game. And I'm like, I didn't even know this game existed when I was like a teenager playing PS1. Where the fuck? I had so no I idea think this game dis- was so popular.
2: So I think I discovered it during a demo disc, but then, yeah, I did own it growing up. And so, like I said, we would go to each other's houses and play it that way. But so I, yeah, I have played it since then. I, I feel like the last time I played it, it's been like a couple good five maybe more years since i played it last time
0: sure
2: but um so yeah i spent a long time playing it but speaking of the uh like taking time to figure things out like that's one of the things i enjoy about it because you don't have a timer you don't Mm -hmm. have any lives to worry about you could just play the game as often as you want so you can take the time to look at the room be like all right so what am i supposed to do if something doesn't work you know you try something different or if like you may have done it right, but then you got killed. You're like, okay, as long as I you know, don't fuck up, Sure, we're good. Yeah. like So if
0: you listen, if you've never played it, first of all, like there's probably going to be spoilers in this. I, admittedly, there's not really... like The story is not the most incredible story ever. There's not like there's a ton of plot twists to spoil or anything. It's more going to be we're probably going to spoil some puzzles and stuff, just to be aware. But like if you've never played it, the very quick version of this game is you control Abe, and he is a, How
2: would you say it? What would you call his species? So I've always pronounced it Mudokins. Okay, but then I decided to like look up the correct pronunciation for it, and it was supposedly pronounced Muddikins. But I'm like, well, I've always pronounced it Mudokins. I'm gonna keep pronouncing Mudokins.
0: Yeah, and I and I was calling them Mudokins. So I don't yeah. fucking anyway. You control this character Abe, and he is a a, a, a Mudokin, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Basically, a weird looking green alien thing, and his mouth is mm-hmm. sewed shut. Uh, you probably if you've never. Everyone listening to this has probably at least seen a picture. You know what we're talking about. And basically his like species is enslaved in this factory and he's trying to break them all out. And so the whole game is about solving puzzles, platforming and figuring out how to save 99 uh, Mudokins. And, and that that's the very, very quick basis of it. And the whole game is basically around screen after screen of puzzle after puzzle, how to get by the screen without dying with, while also saving any of your, you know, fellow captors that are on the screen and uh it will fucking kill you over and over one hit deaths one mistake and you're dead no fucking around it is infinite lives and infinite continues um hard as fuck hard as fuck uh Uh, so i'll ask you dude like because i'm gonna get into more what i like and hate about this game so when we do the main podcast so i'll ask you obviously you're quite fond of this game or you wouldn't have picked it for the episode what what Let's start with this. What don't you like? I want to do the negatives first. Is there anything about this game that you don't like before we get into the stuff you do like?
2: So I, I will agree with you on the checkpoint system is bullshit. Yes. Because yes. it doesn't tell you where the checkpoints are. You just have to like kind of know. Yeah. And if you think you're at a checkpoint, sometimes the game will remind you like, nope, you you actually did not hit the checkpoint properly. Yeah. So I will, I will say like that is a pain in the ass um one of the other ones and this is kind of like people will think like well it's the first game you shouldn't really like give it shit for this but it's like well i'm going to anyway um later games implemented like a quick save feature which this game doesn't have so it's like if you fuck up you go back to the checkpoint you have no way to like unless you're playing like on like an emulator or like a like because i played it on the ps5 and that has, like, a, a quick save option or a rewind. I use the rewind near the okay. end of the game because, like, I was like, I'm I'm not going to keep going back to the checkpoints. So
0: those checkpoints, there are some that are incredibly generous and nice, and there are some mm-hmm. that are, like, vicious. It's almost like they forgot. <laughs> like, they were like, oh, fuck, we should put a checkpoint in. Like, we've been designing this game. like, And that's what it felt like at times. Mm-hmm. You can lose 10, 15 minutes of work. And then you have to go back through that 10 or 15 minutes where it still is unforgiving and one mistake kills you. But then other times it's like every second screen is a fucking checkpoint. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I played it on the PlayStation Classic and it has save states built in. And mm-hmm. all of you can yell at me if you fucking want. I don't care. This game, I think save states are almost a necessity. And it's not about cheesing the game every three seconds. It's just about like, I just did five minutes of work that I don't want to do again. I'm save stating. Exactly. Like it's it changes, yeah. I agree with you. Sorry, go ahead. I, I That's the biggest fault in this game to me is the checkpoint I,
2: system. I, I think the only other one I would have, and again, it's another small complaint but, that they've implemented, is um, when you try to talk to the other Mudokins, you have to do it one at a time instead yeah. of like, so you would just say, hello, they would respond and then you have them follow you, but then you had have to go back to any others. So if you're like in a puzzle room where there's like three or four Madokins and you have to save them and you're being chased by like a Scrab or something, you have to do that multiple times. Well, yeah. if you play the, well, I'll also, I'll also plug the remakes a little later, but if you're playing one that has the, all of you feature, you can talk to them all at once, oh. but this one doesn't have that.
0: That's so. so frustrating. Dude, you get to like a simple part where there's like two or three of them side by side by side. And uh-huh. then, yeah, the first time I realized that I literally have to come back and do each one of you one at a time. Mm-hmm. Fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck you. I was right. so mad fucking brutal. Um, Okay, so then, because I'm going to get into some of it, the, because there is another thing in this game that I fucking hate, uh, which is the controls. But we'll, I'll rant about those when we get to the main podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's the stuff you hate. Then I'll ask you on the other side of the coin, What's your what are your favorite parts of this game? Like, Because it, it, it's creative as fuck. I'll give you that. Whether I've got beast with it or not, this game is as creative as anything I've ever seen on the PlayStation 1. So like, what do you like about this game so much?
2: Well, even for a PS1 game, I always thought this game looked good. Oh, yes. Like the backgrounds I thought were amazing. Uh, the the enemy character sprites I always always enjoyed. I will say the only ones I will knock slightly or maybe the and sprites themselves but again it's it's the PS1 you really can't knock yeah. it too hard. Um, I'm just
0: sorry I will quickly go out of my way to say that for my money I think this might be the best looking PS1 game I've ever played.
2: Oh yeah I, I, I loved really-
0: it that much. I thought it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to say that go ahead.
2: I yeah so that. in the end the in the FMBs I felt like were pretty pretty well voice acted and I always liked how Abe rhymed. Yeah. I don't know if he doesn't I forget if he does in, in uh see any sequels, but I know he he does like a rhyme it yeah whenever he talks um a favorite parts go i think my favorites would be um when you're in the temples and you do like the end parts where you have to like run for your life through them yeah and you just got to keep moving i know i've always enjoyed those the most
0: me too i like those in any platforming game where mm-hmm. it's like it is trial and error and it is like just to kind of give you an idea of what we're talking about it, it's it's not the same but it's think of like the the cart levels in donkey kong country like yeah. where it's just it's just nonstop. It's not it's not auto scrolling, but you right. can't stop. Like it is right. go go go, and it's mm-hmm. just a matter of like you're going to die, and then you better remember next time you have to jump there and stuff. I agree. I love those are my favorite parts of this whole game. Were those levels, hundred percent.
2: I also like the uh, the power up you get at the end. I think it's referred to as shriekle, where yeah. you're, like you chant and you get you turn into that giant creature and you just basically annihilate everything on the screen.
0: Yeah, but now. Yeah. So I got that power up and then I don't think I used it again. Like, did I do something wrong? Like, how the fuck do you get to use it? I barely, I think I used it like once. Like, well, I never there's, got it.
2: um, there's bird in the last level, there's bird portals. I have like a number and the number indicates how many mudokins you have to send in the portal and then they, they give it to you. Oh, I
0: saw the number and I, I thought it was like counting down till it like closed or something. Right. Oh, fuck. That makes sense. God damn it. I, I think you're supposed. I
2: think you're supposed to use it like at the end too. Like you get it, and then you wipe out the entire. Oh yeah, this is the, basically how the game ends. You wipe out the entire room of like the all the the the, the sligs and the yeah. uh, Gluckens and stuff like that. But then like then you're captured. Oh yeah, I gotta I gotta mention like this game is basically an entire takes place during an entire flashback. Like when you start the game, you see Abe is captured, and then everything that happens is like through a flashback.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then you're and then the endings in the game there's multiple endings and they're 100% dependent on how many of the medokins whatever you want to call them that you save during uh-huh. the game like which i think is a very very clever touch i thought that was really really i got the bad ending i think i saved like 30 i sucked i <laughs> and the bad ending is dude the bad okay shout out to this game cuz there's no boss fights and no final boss and i love that right. cuz i hate boss fights but like yeah. <laughs> that bad ending that's a fucking depressing considering what you just went through to get to that bad ending. That bad ending fucking it doesn't suck, but it's it's sad. Like it's fucking depressing.
2: Yeah, the game basically just insults you. It's like, hey, dumbass. Uh you might want to at least save 50 Modakins before yeah. you, you know, do this again.
0: <laughs> If you don't save at least 50, then you're caught, and then it shows the ones you did save, and they're like, We're not gonna help him. He didn't help us. Fuck him. <laughs> and like, fuck you fuck just get guy. killed. I was like, <laughs> Wow. Not even like a, not even like they're gonna make me keep working. They're just like, no, you're dead now. Fuck you. Might Unreal, yeah. It's it's
2: the it's the final troll job at the end.
0: It sure is, fuck. I again, we'll get into it more on the main episode, but like I rage quit so many times, but now that I've beaten it, part of me wants to go back and play it again and try to and try to get everything. Um the last thing I wanted to ask you about the game is I so it's a very it's a very polarizing game. Just like some people rank it as one of the best on the PlayStation, which now that I've played it through, I can see how it gets that, 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 I think when most people think of the PS one, they think of metal gear, solid resident evil, you know, like Uh those, you know, but like to me, this game is, I can see how it's considered one of the best. Um, it's just very, no pun intended, a very odd game. Um, one of the things about it that I could see turning some people off and people I've talked to that have played it and been like, I couldn't, it was the controls. It controls very weird for a game. That's so focused on platforming. It doesn't play like any platformer I've ever played in my life. So I'm just curious, like, do you like the? Because I stick up for tank controls in Resident Evil. I think they add mm-hmm. to the game. So, do you like the controls in this game, or like, am I out to lunch not liking them? I'm just curious.
2: I I, I will say I do like the controls. Like, um, I know you were mentioning before, like that you didn't like how up was jump. But yeah. like, I know it's like up is jump. But like if you're standing still or walking slowly, because it's kind of like. You're supposed to hoist yourself up onto a ledge above, so you just well, you would push up. But if you're yeah. running, you would you you push the triangle button. You kind of do like this, like little upward leap up in the air. So that's yeah. how you can kind of like it's kind of like if you're like running an in any game, you you hit the thing at the right time. You just keep your momentum going, and then yeah. you don't have to worry about slowing down and getting killed. Um, they are they do take a little bit to get used to, especially because there's like a lot you have to memorize. Because like you also have to remember to like. Say hello, say follow me. You can even fart if you want yeah. to. Like, shout out to being everything. able
0: to fart. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I love how it's also a ending to every password you're supposed to do.
0: Every single like, one. Yes. Yeah. I love that. It's like playing Simon says you get you have to like learn these codes, but you always the, the fart is always like hitting enter. But and, yeah. and I love that. I love <laughs> it. Any game that makes love, you
2: fart. Yes. I also love it like if you fart like near Mudak and they just laugh.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: fuck, I'm, as we are, because we're a bunch of immature dipshits. But parting is funny. It's exactly. just like the, the the controls work. It's just they're. We'll get more into it in a minute. But like they're just very very um rigid. I think that's right. the way to put it. It doesn't play yeah. like Mario. Like it's right. a platformer, but it's not a Mario style
2: platformer at all. It's right. Very I know. I, I got you. And yeah. it's
0: weird. It's um, very precise. Yeah, it is very and unforgiving as fuck. Like it, mm-hmm. holy fuck. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so we should score this thing and wrap this up. Is there any other aspect of this game that we haven't brought up yet that you wanted to, like, sound off on before we put a score on this bad boy?
2: Um, honestly, I, I think we got it.
0: Yeah, it's... I'm, in, uh, fuck. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to score it yet. I'm glad I still have time to think about this. Um, while I was playing it and streaming it, you had already brought up the idea that we have to score this thing out of 99, which seems yeah. like the obvious, because there's 99 Mudokins or whatever you want to call them to save in the game. So that's an easy, obvious uh, system. So I'll right. ask you, not talking the remake or anything. We're just talking the original Odd World: Abe's Odyssey. If we're scoring right. this bad boy at a ninety-nine, Blaine, the Hoagie Man, what do you what score are you slapping on this thing?
2: I think because it's a game called Odd World, I should give it an odd number rating. So I think I'm going to give this a ninety-three out of ninety-nine.
0: It's a good score, man. Mm-hmm. I respect that. I respect it. You see, you <laughs> love this game. I I I. I went from being like, dude, this man's a masochist. Why the fuck do you like this game so much? To, by the end of it, I was like, I got it. I could understand one would like this game so much. Um, I wanted to ask you quickly before we wrap this up. What's The, the remake is Hot and Tasty or whatever the fuck it's called, right? Like, uh, new and Tasty. A, new and Tasty. That's a remake of this original. If someone was playing just one version, what would you recommend? Playing the original or playing the remake?
2: If they're, if they're hardcore into wanting to play the retro version, I would say that, but if they're just like, I've never played the series before and I want to start from the beginning, I would suggest a new and tasty version because it does have a difficulty setting on it. So not everything would kill you in in one go. Okay. But if you want to try it that way, you can jack it up all the way up. And so that it would work that way. Okay. And there are visual checkpoints. So you at least know where the checkpoints are at.
0: (laughs) That's good stuff. Plus you said you can talk to everybody at once.
2: Yeah, they they implemented all the uh, quality of life that the other sequels have had, but I will mention this: um, they upped the amount of Mudakins to two hundred and ninety-nine, so it's no longer just ninety-nine for that Jesus one. Jesus
0: Christ! Okay, right? uh, that's good to know. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll mention it in the main pod, everybody. But if you are interested in playing this, it is on the PlayStation Classic like natively. There's no hacking or anything required. And Mm -hmm. it's funny, when I got my PlayStation Classic, I was like, dude, the only real notable games on this thing are Final Fantasy VII, Resident Evil, and Metal Gear Solid. But now I've played this, I'm like, no, this... I don't know if I would put it in the same category as those, because I think those games appeal... I think this is a very neat... Like, I couldn't blanket recommend this game to everybody. Like, This is a very unique video game. But now that I've played it, and uh, the quality of it is on par with those games, for sure. I I was very... By the time I was done... As mad as I was, I was impressed. This is a pretty, pretty impressive fucking video game, man. Um, thank you very much for your generosity, Blaine, and obviously supporting the show. And thank you for turning me on to this game because I now that the smoke is is settled and everything is done, I, I'm like, this is I'm impressed. This is a pretty good fucking. You're gonna get a good score. This is a pretty good fucking video
2: game. That sounds good.
0: Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer. You're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast. And then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes. You drop your phone on the delete key. Your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is. Lightning strikes the transmitter. Doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating. Which is why you need backup. Literally in the form of CrashPlan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals, all for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com RTG. RTG. CrashPlan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click clacking away, CrashPlan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around and they... They do and you lose your work a backup is waiting for you and it's not a backup from yesterday it's a backup from the last 15 minutes come on now that's that's pretty sweet and not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work they can backup unlimited versions of your work so it's like a rewind button realize you screwed something up an hour ago just rewind an hour go find an old version of it and you're just like that you're done you're back to the races it's awesome time is money. Don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out CrashPlan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with CrashPlan. Uh, so (laughs) i'm gonna introduce my guests and everything but i just i'm sure i've said this in the intro but i was literally just saying off air like i said to my buddy tyler i'm like are you ready and he was like yep and i was like okay i have a lot to get off my chest i have been carrying this game around with me for like three fucking weeks so joining me via the blank phone this week to talk odd world abes odyssey uh long time one of our more popular get don't let it go to your head but yeah people seem to like you it's my buddy Tyler. Wait. what's up
1: Too late too late i'm the new star it's my yeah, show yeah yeah thank you ladies I'm, and
0: gentlemen i'm the guest is your show now yeah, that's fair <laughs> that's yeah. all it takes i like i know and someone we'll- so, so, someone's gonna swindle me out of this show eventually. I just didn't think it would be that easy to just be like it's mine. Yeah, now. and I'm I'm honored it's me. Yeah. Welcome
1: to the show, our new guest speaker, comedian Adam Blank. <laughs>
0: you did that too easily. That fucking it, that alarms me a little bit. This is why Shaylee this is why Shaylee won't give me any of our banking passwords or anything. Just cause she's like, No, because you just anyways. Um so we're talking odd world abes Odyssey. And, uh, Tyler, I, I need a second to collect my thoughts. So let me just, I'm going to kick the ball to you. When I, when I, when we started, when, when we started working on this episode, uh, as you guys have already heard, this episode was sponsored uh, by Blaine and we talked about it already. But when, when, when I, when I was looking for one of my friends to come on this show, for, and I don't know why, dude. It's not a dig at you at all. But as soon as I started playing this, I was like, Tyler has played this fucking game. I just knew you had played it. So I'll I'll shut up for a second. Uh, what the? I mean, it explains a lot about you that you fucking played this game in your youth. Uh, what the fuck, man? <laughs> did you? What like? What's your experience with this fucking game? Well,
1: it's to this day the hardest game I've ever played. Most Thank
0: frustrating you. Yes.
1: Like the controls are so. I love the artwork in this game. Like, absolutely influenced me in the shit I was drawing in, like, whatever. I would have been in grade, like, eight or nine when this came out. Yeah. Absolutely influenced everything I was drawing. Like, I love the, I might have been even younger. I might have been in, like, grade seven or six, something like that. But just the, like, total 90s, you know, reminiscence of, like, much music, or MTV if you're in the States, like, that art style of really grungy, gritty, you know, you're in like this factory farm, but it's all like, like poorly dystopian, you know, industrial. So love the love the artwork, love the style and everything. But I have never broken so many controllers.
0: Right, bro.
1: Oh man, I was going through PlayStation controllers like crazy oh, with this
2: game. So okay. to the
1: point of like having to blame my brother, be like, oh, Justin, I don't know what happened. He did it. I, <laughs> it wasn't me. So- when clearly I have, like, bits of controller in my face because I smashed it on the wall and it shattered in my face.
0: Okay, so first of all, thank you. And, and listen, I, I didn't take a ton of shit from people saying this game wasn't hard. Most people agreed this game is hard. But I um, I have... I, you're not going to get angry, at him. I don't think, this week. I don't hate this game. I like this game quite a bit. But I do not remember the last time I rage quit a game this many times but kept coming back if you were following me on twitter while i was playing through Oddworld abes odyssey in august i i too on numerous occasions tweeted i'm done i'm done i can't take this anymore but then i kept coming back and i kept coming back and we're gonna get into it this is one of the most unique games i've ever played i and there are things about this game you mentioned the graphics and let's start th- i want to start with a positive i i so, I will go as far as to say I think this is the best looking game I've ever played on the PlayStation One, and that's the title that I had previously reserved for Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Because uh, I, as much as I don't love that game, I think it's fucking gorgeous. But if you, if I, if you, if I didn't know Oddworld Abe's Odyssey was a PS One game, you could have easily convinced me that was a PS Two video game. Like it is, it is gorgeous, and I know your art. Like, you and I have known each other for a pretty long time. I I get how this game influenced your art style. I totally get that. And oh, usually, um, Yeah, and even... We'll get into the controls. We'll get into the mechanics. We'll get into all of that. But before we get... Like, before we start on... Because, boy, this thing is like a... To quote George Costanza, this game is a fucking onion, man. It has layers, and the more layers you peel, the more it stinks. <laughs> the difference is I like onions, so I can live with that. But, like... before we get into all of that just let me say yes i agree the not only do the graphics look good just when you're playing like the way that the what do you call those main characters do you know like what are they fucking we were debating that when we recorded the first part of this like what do you call the fucking like how do you Um, say it they're
1: not murloc not murlocs that's like blizzard yeah no i'm Uh, looking up the name of
0: what the the madokin it was like uh-huh. Mudokin, Mudokins, Mudoken. Yeah, Mudokin. something like that. I, yeah. Yeah,
1: mu- sounded kind of like Murloc, but it was like Mudok yeah. or something. Mud- like,
0: Mudok? just the des- like the design of them, the, de- the design of the bad guys, the backgrounds, particularly when you're in the factory. I was a little disappointed that you don't spend, like, that half of the game, you're out of the factory, and we can get there. I just, I actually like the gameplay out of the factory better, but I like the graphics better in the factory. Um, I I just thought it looked, it was, this is a like artistically, this is a work of art, this video game. It really is. And I, I have to like the way that it goes from the gameplay to the cutscenes and shit. And it's like super smooth. Like the transitions when you go through like a door and it like shifts, you to another level and stuff. Um, I can't say enough good things about how it looks. It's beautiful. Great looking video game.
1: Yeah. I 100% agree. Like it's, Wallace, the cutscenes are look great. I mean, and for the age, like wait, when this came out in like 98, 97?
0: 97, yeah. Yeah, okay. like, that's impressive, man. Uh, oh, yeah. Like when you keep in mind that like and I'm not dunking on these games, but like when I think of the PS1, I think of like Resident Evil, I think of fucking Metal Gear Solid. And the like first two later, right? Right, Final Fantasy 7. And like the yeah, characters like the, the characters polygon, this-
1: the polygon
0: Sorry. No, no. The characters the in those pal- games, yeah, they're like eight shapes just glued together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, this is... The
1: character The wow. character looks like he does in the cut screen. Yeah. It just doesn't look
0: as smooth. Yeah. No, it's... it's. But it's, like, it's flawless. It's gorgeous. It's it's a really... Re- and I'm sure... Listen, I'm 100% sure that is an easier thing to do in 2D than it is to do in 3D. Uh, but the point stands. It's like fucking gorgeous looking game. Now, oh, boy. Now that we got that out of the way, I I feel, like, overwhelmed by this. I don't even know where to fucking start with this. Like, if you've never played it, what would you classify this as? Like a puzzle platformer?
1: I Yeah, I would classify it as, like, a, a ulcer. Um, an ulcer. An <laughs> ulcer? Yeah, an ulcer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh Christ! It is so dang hard, dude. It is so hard. Uh, and
0: I had people criticizing me for saying it's hard. I'm sorry. It's a hard game. Maybe you're like, maybe you're fucking a prodigy or people, something. It is a hard. Ho- Listen, those
1: those people cheated and looked at a freaking walkthrough. Maybe because they there's did. no way. There is no way anybody plays this game for the first time and isn't like oh, this is really difficult. Yeah. There's no way somebody plays it and they're like, oh, dude, game is Ooh, des- that guy?
0: It's designed to kill you over and over. Um, yep. So, like, I'll just quickly explain. If you've never played it, like, the basic premise is you control this oh. Mudokin or whatever the fuck they're called, however you say it, uh, named Abe, and he's, like, this weird-looking... Uh, kind it's, of like a... a uh, how would you How would you describe him? Like a Jar Jar Binks. Kind of do, yeah. but I was gonna say, not, like, a tadpole without human. the big ears, yeah, yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, tadpole human. I think Jar Jar Binks meets tadpole,
0: weird fucking creature. And basically, like, your your species has been like enslaved, and you have to work in this factory for this guy, and he's bad. And you, and, like, and, and the guy
1: who's bad, I can't remember what his name is, it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like a P name, I just really can't remember.
0: Yeah, I gotta look up his name because that's gonna bother me. Go ahead, yeah.
1: But you're on like rupture, rapture rupture farm, and the dude you're working for is like your stereotypical like image of an 80s CEO. Like he's got the slick suit on, the big cigar. He's in a board meeting. He's just a total like, you know, this is definitely like a very 90s trope, but going against corporate yeah greed and
0: hundred <laughs> percent. It's Moloch, you know? Moloch the Gluckin, Gluckin that's what he's called (laughs) what the fuck but but, yeah he you're right and like and that's another thing that makes the art so great is the dude like wears a suit has the big cigar like he just looks like that greasy 90s cartoon like it's fucking perfect and yeah your your species is like enslaved to work in this guy's factory and then he's gonna use like he's gonna turn them into food he's gonna cut them up and make them into like a product to sell and you basically have to, like, go through the game helping 99 of your species escape from this factory. That's the very basics of it.
1: Um, that, that, that's a telltale of what era of gaming this is. The counter only goes to 99. There's no <laughs> yeah. number. Past 99. That's that's what era this is from.
0: It's like, it's like, um, I, I had uh, some people, like, when I was playing it, I was talking to some friends that were playing it, and, like, some people were calling it like it, like, comparing it to Lemmings in a way and stuff like that. And I can see that, like the platforming with the solving puzzles. There's, co- You're constantly like shifting screens and then getting into a new screen and having to figure out how to get past that screen. And if there's any any of the Medalkins or whatever they're called on that screen, you have to figure out how to save them and how to avoid the enemies. Like it's very much built around a puzzle. And I love, I love that. I love puzzle games. I love that. And I think a lot of the puzzles, frankly, are, are, most of them are fairly clever. I like that too. Where where this, where this game will fucking break you is, it is just, it's, it's, there's no health points. There's no health bar. You make one mistake and that mistake can be as simple as jumping too late or not ducking in time or and we'll get more into the controls in and sec because the controls don't help at all one mistake yeah, i was gonna say or just using the control yeah yeah just using the controller yeah one mistake and you are dead and then you're going back to wherever the checkpoints are which we'll get to because that frankly is maybe my biggest fault in this game is the fucking checkpoints and it is just so designed around trial and error like it expects you to get into these new scenes these new areas the new levels the new screens whatever and there's maybe, like, you look at it and you're like, there's five or six ways I could get, like, maybe get past this. Only one or two of them is going to work. But you're going to try them and die until you find the right one. It's designed to kill you. I would imagine your second playthrough of this game is maybe not as satisfying because you're not solving the puzzles, but it has to be a trillion times less frustrating because you know what yeah, to do. Yeah, especially, especially if it's a
1: quick second playthrough. Like, yeah. if you're if you're playing through and you just played through it definitely would help. Cause otherwise relearning the controls would just infuriate me.
0: Oh my God, man. I just, I, uh so like, and like, and the, okay. So about the controls, like obviously you've got the basics, right? Like Abe can walk left and right. He can run left and right. He can tiptoe left and right. If you run, you go faster, but you can alert enemies. If you tiptoe, you might not alert enemies, but you don't go as fast, blah, blah, blah. What's weird about it. And it took me a long time to really get my head around. It. I love like, I play, like, platformers are my bread and butter. Those are my favorite games, are platformers. And I'm so used to a platformer where it's pretty free, like a Mario or a Sonic or a Rayman or a, insert your favorite platformer here, where you, you can kind of walk wherever you want, you know? And and in this game, it you can't see it, but it's like you're walking on a grid. Like, you, there is no partial steps. There's no crawling up to, like, a cliff. Like, when you take a yeah, step, yeah, yeah. he moves that full... You know, inch or whatever across the screen. You know what I'm saying? That is really, I found, I don't know about you, but like, I found that incredibly difficult to wrap my head around.
1: Yeah, and I think it's the way their uh, movement animation is designed. Like, it's, it's, I think this was designed very similarly to how Mortal Kombat was designed, where they have like a, I don't know how to describe it because I'm not a game developer, but it is like, it's almost like a cut screen for each movement right. for the characters. Yeah. So that's why there's no half step. Because it's not like tracking you on a linear line. It's like you said, a grid, right?
0: Yeah. So like when you take a step forward, like you can't like like and I I, I'm like it's a stupid comparison, but like you know when you play Mario, if you tap forward on the D pad, you'll move forward just like you know a few pixels or whatever. In this game, if you tap forward, you're taking that full step forward, no matter whether you like it. And he'll step off a cliff. He'll step right in front of an enemy. He'll step out of cover. Like, there is no crawling. And so that was one of the things that took me a long time to get my head around was just that, like, I can't... You basically have to commit to that full step when you take that take that step. And that can be a very difficult thing to do when you're learning to play a game with controls like that and you're doing it in a game that is so unforgivingly difficult where it's like, oh, you, just, you took a step when you shouldn't have, like you're dead start over and it's like mother there's no this is the most unforgiving game i think i've ever played it is just whoa the only saving grace is that you have infinite lives
1: yeah but like and like it it can be as simple as you're running and there's that like little half momentum that carries you out of the run I I can't count how many times I died for that.
0: And it's and it's not just the way he steps and walks, but the jumping. It yeah. so like up if you're standing still if you push up, you jump. And that's how you like jump up to grab a cliff above you to pull yourself up. When you're running or walking, you hit triangle and he'll do a jump forward. And there's a part, dude, right after you escape the factory. It's like the first level when you escape the factory and it's like the blue sky and you're outside, and it's like nighttime, and it's like the everything's like a shadow kind of silhouette. Do you know what I'm t- like? Looks awesome. Yeah, you're
1: you're still in the city, and it's uh, kind of like still noiry
0: Yes, yeah, looks like, great. like detective
1: detective city kind of thing.
0: But there's a part where you have to like you're on a you're on a ledge above, and below you, I don't know the names of any of the enemies, but below you is like one of those giant crab things that runs around. And, and then there's another ledge on the other side of the screen up above. And so you basically have to run, fall down to the level where that giant crab thing is, run across the screen, jump up, grab that ledge, and pull yourself up. And I was streaming it, and that was the first time I rage quit. Because I died there so many fucking times before I finally wrap my head around, run off that cliff, run forward, and you have to like it's not Mario where you hit jump whenever you want to jump. You need to plan that jump out in advance. Cause if you don't hit it before Abe has fully stepped onto the next space he's on, then you won't jump till he's on the next space. Like you can't jump mid, do you know what I mean? Like you, you need to plan your jump one space ahead of where you want to jump. It actually handles a lot like Tomb Raider. Um, but in 2D. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, dude, I, I don't know about you, man. Like maybe I'm just dumb. It took me so fucking long. To figure out the jumping in this game fuck me no. oh
1: no it took me it took me forever to like i you know i haven't replayed it so i'm going off memory but it, sure. i was so frustrated with this game yeah and, and it, oh. it it strictly stemmed from the movement like the puzzles you'll figure out you've made a really good point about not being able to save the checkpoints but i think when you're younger your ability to play for hours, hours
0: sure yeah
1: is uh is pretty prevalent so
0: it that, doesn't
1: affect you as much. If I tried playing this now, I would be pissed. Oh, like I was absolutely
0: livid. And what's, what's frusti-
1: that's, after an hour, I got other stuff to do. So it's like, all right, well that was an hour where I made it through three parts of the level. Yeah, awesome. exactly.
0: And what's frustrating is that like you said, like you can solve the puzzles and you'll figure out the puzzle, but I can't. And by the end of the game, I had a fairly good grasp on the controls. And I, cause I want, and I'll, I'll get into that in a second, but, for the first, I would say half of the game, I'd I'd figure out a puzzle. And for the fucking life of me, I could not get Abe to do what I needed him to do to get past it. And I know what I have to do, but I can't make it do it. And every gamer listening to this, you've had a game like that, where you know what you want the game to do, but you can't get it to do it. And my God, dude, it is just, I rage quit so many times. And the only thing that kept bringing me back to this. G- At one point, I went as far as to message Blaine, the dude that sponsored this episode, and say, "I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. I can't do it." I was so mad. But I, I the I find the uh, the concept of it and the puzzle so clever that I would walk away for two days and calm down, and then I'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna try it again." And motherfucked if it like, I think it's a testament to how good this game is that like. Dude, if, like, oh, fuck, most games I would have quit. I would have been like, I'm done. I could not stop yeah. trying with this fucking game. Fuck me. You mentioned the the checkpoints. Um, Like, you said you haven't played it in a while. Like, I have it fresh in my mind. I played it last month. I have the gray hair. I have new gray hair in my beard because of this <laughs> game. Do you remember the checkpoints? Like, do you remember how broken that the, the checkpoint system in this game is?
1: Oh, infuriating. Like, it- I... Go ahead. I kind of remember. Like, I just remember being pissed every time.
0: Like, it should be every screen. To me, it should be every screen. If you beat a screen, give you a check. And I know some people listening to this are gonna be like, he's gone soft because games today have give him a checkpoint every eight seconds. And you're right. You're not wrong. You're right. But that said, dude, the check with the sheer amount of like precision. Platforming and, and puzzle solving, you have to do in this game to make one mistake and then get rewound back five, ten minutes. You might have saved three of the Madokins or whatever they're called. It doesn't save it unless you find a checkpoint. And so, if you die, yeah. you have to go save those fucking characters again.
1: So and even a compromise where the ones you've saved, you've always saved. Yeah. You.
0: Like, no something. problem. No problem. No problem. Yeah. No
1: problem. I would happily have done that.
0: Even if it, like, you know what? I'll, I'll do you one better. Just tell me when I've passed the checkpoint. Because I don't even know. <laughs> just tell me. Even if you want to leave them as spaced out as they are, just, just fucking... I don't know. Just just have. That's,
1: that's right. It's not a thing you hit or anything. It's not like a button. It's just you're at a checkpoint. You don't even know when you hit one.
0: No, they're ghosts. Like have a be like checkpoint, like something to fucking tell me. Because like, yeah. like I understand.
1: Little voice that would have been perfect. In right. This little nerd voice. <laughs> like you can you
0: listen. I'll listen to an argument that it adds to the tension of the game to not know when you've had a checkpoint. I'll I I can see where you're coming from if you want to make that argument. I'm going to counter that. I, I just think it's stupid. Like, I'm like, it's just, I'm so terrified. I, I, I found that I, I couldn't enjoy the game because I was so, so like, and admittedly I played it on my PlayStation classic and it is one of the 20 games that natively come on the PlayStation classic. Uh, oh, really? yeah, it is. Yeah. And you know what? And, Okay, so two points. One, with the checkpoints, uh, I'll just straight up say it, and I know that this might be sacrilege to some of my uh, my brothers and sisters in retro game arms. Uh, this game is designed to be played with save states. Like it, it, <laughs> it is so much, and like I didn't cheese them, I didn't wow. use them every three seconds. But like, if you complete but something but really, how dumb, dare you? like it's just if you if you could like, I'm not Mark McHugh who had to spam save states to get through Super Mario Brothers three uh fuck you mark it is like this game This like this game <laughs> needs saves it makes it so much easier like it, it it takes so much of the edge off what i wanted to say just quickly and then we'll get back to the game like do you have a playstation classic no nope. like it's it's, I, it's a piece of shit it really is if you don't hack it it's a piece of shit
1: but yeah i've got like i've got an emulator for my pc and then a like a controller that works as a playstation right controller. so
0: then you're golden like, with the PlayStation yeah. Classic, uh, I've always, like, the big three games that are on it are uh Resident Evil, Metal Gear Solid, and Final Fantasy VII. And it's, like, those are not, argue, arguably, the three biggest PS1 games. Like, arguably. I know there's others, but those are three of them, for sure. Uh, I wrote this game off as, like, a throw-in, and now that I've played it, I'm like, I, I, I this is... It's frustrating. It's not for everybody, but this game is on the quality of level, the level of quality that those three are. I just wanted to say, like, and this game was huge. Like, this isn't a small game.
1: Like, they made four of these, five. Of these? Yeah, I think something there are five like now.
0: I'm, I'm floored. I didn't know. If, I didn't. I was shocked that anybody knew what this game was, and a ton of people did. Like, I must have missed it. Like, why did you get it? Like, was it a gift or something? Oh Dude. man, it was
1: totally the cover. It was totally the cover artwork. <laughs> I was like, oh, that looks weird. Yeah, I was, I was weird out the gate. They were like, oh, that looks unique. That's we'll say weird. unique, air quotes.
0: And it does. But, like, I never, I always chalked this game up to just being like a shovel, shovelware PlayStation, just put it on their game. And now that I've played it, I'm like, this game belongs in that conversation with Metal Gear Solid, Resident Evil, Final Fantasy VII. Maybe it's not as influential as those games were, but it's as good. You know, like, it's that, it's, oh, yeah. a, it's a good yeah, game.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know what? I. You know what I compare it to? And this is actually why I got it, is I thought it was gonna be like Earthworm Gym. I thought it was yes. gonna be the same kind of like side scrolling puzzle game. Yeah. I thought there would be more action than Earthworm Gym. So yeah. as a kid, I was a little bit like, oh, how do you shoot? You just possess people? This is weird.
0: Agreed. I but thought but I got yeah. but I got
1: into it. I loved it.
0: Sure. Yeah, dude, I can totally see that. I, I, I kind of expected it to be like Earthworm Gym too until I started fucking playing it. Um the other controls. So we mentioned that he walks and runs and the weird fucking jumping. You can throw stuff, which I actually think is pretty usable. Like, that's normal. Uh, To me, one of the highlights of this game is the way you can make Abe talk and fart and stuff. Like, (laughs) any game where you can fart on command is going to get bonus points. Uh, Frankly, it's the only thing that saves Fable in my book. I hate that game. But you can fart in it, and that's awesome. But, like, uh, the way that, like, at first I thought it was just there as, like, a gimmick. I get that you can, like, talk to the other uh, M'dawkins and, you know, be like, hello, follow me, wait and stuff like that. But when you yeah. get into the later levels and you have to solve the puzzle, like the, it'll like, you'll learn like a password and it'll be a, a mix of like whistles and then end it with a fart. A- and you yeah. have to like do like I a Simon says with it. I love that. Love that. <laughs> um, I love his nerdy
1: little
0: voice, dude. Me too, dude. Actually, that's, you know what we should like the voice acting in this game for the cutscenes and stuff is, Whoever does the voice of this Abe, I don't know who did the voice, uh, nailed it. It's fucking really good voice acting.
1: Like, oh yeah, and the way like, he like, and in the cutscenes, like it does, it does feel like leagues above video games that were coming out at the time.
0: No question, dude. I'll sit here right now and say that, like, I know this is gonna piss off a couple of members of the community, but I think that the person that voice acted Abe did a better job than the person that voice acted Titus on Final Fantasy X. Like, I think the voice acting in this is better. I fucking hate Titus so much. But, the, yeah, I I thought that was great. And, I and like, again, I really thought that a lot – like, I understand how some of the sound effects are for talking to the other Madokins and getting them to follow you. But I really thought the whistles and the farting and stuff was, like, pointless and just for a laugh. And then when I get into the second half of the game and realize that you have to, like – you come across these other Madokins in the wild and they're like, password. And then you realize you have to go back to somewhere and memorize a, a – uh. A pattern of whistles and 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 a fart at the end to always be like enter button and then remember it and yeah. go back i that i think that's a really i really enjoyed that that mechanic a lot uh, yeah and then well, what, and
1: it's what's that it's nice it's got a bit of that potty humor like it, i don't know it's great that's a great yeah i agree yeah, 100%. The, the
0: farting fits the game
1: um <laughs>
0: and then you've got it the, does
1: fit the motif definitely
0: oh definitely yeah and then you can do the chant and uh if you've never played this game, so, like, you you're, you can hold down L1 and L2 and make Abe just do this, like, blah, 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 Like, this weird fucking chanting noise. And it, it basically has two effects. Number one, if you find a portal that you're, uh uh the, the people you're saving can escape through, the chanting will open oh, this, the portal. This,
1: yeah, this is his little psychic thing. Yeah,
0: I, yeah. But then... To me, the far cooler thing you could do with the chant is you can hypnotize the enemies and then use them. And I thought, and you
1: fully, and you fully take them over. Like you are in control of their whole. Like it's like you're not controlling Abe anymore. You're controlling the other, the enemy character.
0: Yeah, and you can make them like walk and run and talk to each other and shoot their guns. And you can walk them into traps to trigger traps and stuff like. I thought that was I. I thought that was a. I didn't figure that out until after I was out of the factory, like the first half. And then I was like, Oh, I see. Uh, I think that was, I just think that's a, a brilliant, brilliant. That's the lemmings effect. Uh, like yeah, I thought that yeah, was yeah. a brilliant fucking mechanic. Um, and then I love that. You can also, you like, once you take one over, you basically walk around the level, kill all the other enemies with them and then use the chant again and like, like blow them up. like like, you know when a mosquito bites you and you can pinch your arm and then the mosquito will explode yeah like that's what you can do to these guys but like by chanting and they just and i love that while you're chanting they're like no 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 and then they give in um i love i i like there's no real way to fight enemies other than using grenades but i also kind of like that like i i think yeah from
1: the and and the grenades are from this big egg that says boom like you walk up and push the little button and the grenade comes out <laughs> yeah or the landmines
0: yeah i like i like that mechanic a lot um so i'll ask you this dude like you've beaten this game yeah uh yeah okay the first like third of the game you're in the factory and then you get out and then like half of the game you're in these like temples and there's no Madokins around to save you're just solving all these puzzles in these temples and then you go back to the factory at the end of the game to save the rest of your Uh, Brethren or whatever Yeah, yeah, yeah You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, Um,
1: it's like the tribal temples There's like, you're you're, you're going around It's like in the wilderness You can ride on some kind of like Tauntaun beast thing Yeah Like a horse kind of thing Like a It's more like a chocobo without its feathers It is, totally It's totally like a chocobo And it's like Ewok villages Like there's, you know, rope ladders Or not rope ladders But rope elevators to get up And like kind of a very ewoki feel
0: yeah and it's broken into like all these little levels like instead of like being in this giant factory like there i remember there being these two parts where you go in and then there's like eight doors for each of the two parts and you have to go into each of the eight doors and like light a torch and get out like solve all these little puzzles and there's no saving anybody it's just you trying to solve all these little puzzles um yeah
1: do you remember why like you played it more recently i don't remember why you were in those temples is there like some kind of storyline? i don't
0: or- remember either like i don't i don't i'm reading i'm uh upon looking to the sky abe sees a moon with its face in the shape of a Madokan handprint but becomes so focused that he falls down a cliff and smashes his head a shaman of the madocans who's abe who abe calls big face due to the mask he wears helps him to recover by explaining he can only save his enslaved brethren from Russia farms in order to do this Abe must undergo spiritual trials in the land of the Paramites and the Scrabs, so I guess that's I don't know. Oh, oh, oh because okay. when you when you complete all those, you get given this like crazy power that you can chant and like blow everything up.
1: Uh, it's the so, ultimate weapon.
0: Yeah. So, like, I mean, admittedly, I thought I I don't I think the story is kind of stupid, but I don't I don't care. Like, I'm not playing it for the story. Well, I'd,
1: it fits Abe's you know personality. Yeah, it does. Yeah.
0: Uh, what I'll ask you is what did you like better being in the factory and like these big long levels and trying to save the Madokans or not worrying about saving everyone and just doing these bite-sized puzzle levels. Do you have a, was Uh, there one you like better?
1: I kind of liked doing the puzzle letter levels better because you could like pick up, I think it was rocks you picked up or explosives or whatever. And you could have more than one, like in the factory you had to go back to that stupid egg and get, one bomb per time whereas out in the wild you could have like three or four of those little uh i think they were rocks you through to blow stuff up like i felt like it was just you know better scenery uh, yeah um, i like like great when you get out of the factories the like bill nuari cityscape like the i don't know it's like orange in some parts yeah. when you're in the sewers I like that part probably the best, but yeah. I definitely like being out in the wilderness quite a bit.
0: Yeah, it's I, like, I really like the mechanic of you trying to find the 98 or whatever other, because I think you're the 99th one, but finding all the Madokans and saving them, I like that. But yeah. I actually enjoyed the game more when I was in those temples. And it was, I think part of it was because they were a little bite-sized, like the checkpoints were obvious. You'd go into a door, it was a little bite-sized puzzle. Once you solved it, it saved and you came out and went to the next puzzle. And I just thought the puzzles were cleverer. And that was where I finally got a feel on the controls. Because there's a two or three instances in those puzzle levels where they do the like the like endle- basically like the endless running, where they'll release like an enemy behind you, and you're basically you're gonna die over and over till you memorize all of the platforming and the running and the jumping. And those are some of my favorite parts of the game. And, uh, and I feel weird saying that cause I like the setting of the factory and I like the story better in the factory, but I found myself infinitely more frustrated in and around the factory than I did when I was doing those, the temple levels. I just found them to be much, yeah. I, I thought they were, cle- I thought, frankly, I thought some of them were really clever. Like some of the designs and some of the puzzles are really good, but it almost felt like you were playing a different game for like half yeah. the game. Well,
1: and like... I, you you blow more stuff up out there, like cliffs and boulders, when you get that like red wave beam or whatever. Yeah, and there's parts where like the boulders coming at the screen look amazing, really 3D. I don't think you get much of that in the factory, but there's a part where you take like an elevator somewhere. I'm trying to remember this, but I remember being kind of floored because it was like. Your four, this is designed like a lot of games at the time, where your foreground was what you could interact with, but then your background was like a static image that just kind of moved around, but it's layering, right? Yeah. And at one point, you go on like this elevator, and it transports you to the background, yeah. and everything is 3D. It looks fantastic, Dude. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, there's a few Whereas levels factory, like that. The factory is a very side-scrolling section of it. Like It's just kind of, you know, yep. lots of other games are like that at yeah. the time.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a few areas where you end up going around in the background and then back up to the foreground and stuff. And yeah, uh, like so I agree.
1: One when you first get out of the factory and you're in the background and you're like all silhouetted, it looks so cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's I can't say enough for the artistic vision of this game. It was just I really found it weird. Like when I finished the game, I was like, it's it really it really is like the first quarter of the game is is game A. And then the middle, like the second and third quarter of the game are game B, where you're in these like puzzles and these temples. And there's no yeah. there's no Madockins around to be saved. Like the ones that are out there are free. They're the ones you do the passwords with, with like the whistling and the farts and stuff. And then for the fourth quarter of the game, you go back to the factory again. And I was just like, man, this is a very funky design. But it it, it also worked like it like it kept me it kept me from getting too mad. Like when I got back to the factory, I started getting fucking mad again, but I also at yeah. that point had such a good handle on the controls that at least I could make them do what I wanted. It was just a matter of solving the, the puzzles.
1: Yeah. Less accidental deaths, a lot more like, Oh, I just suck. Death.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking, Oh my God, this game is hard. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is in it. Like, I, like what did I, like I wanted to vent about the checkpoints, which I fucking did. I wanted to vent about the yep. fucking controls. Like, fuck, I hate the fucking control. Oh, oh, there's – whoa, motherfucker. Anyone that was watching my streams remembers this. There was one part in the second – when you return to the factory, there's this part where you, you, you have to hypnotize one of the bad guys with the guns and you take out all the other enemies on this, like, long level. And then you come up to the end of the level – and there's, like, a, a tunnel that's spitting out those, like, dogs. you know what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about? And, yeah. I, so, and I'm like, well, if I walk over there with Abe, those dogs massacre me. And I don't have a way to stop them. And so I'm like, obviously, I have to use the guard with the gun and walk over there and shoot the, the dog things. But then the game saved. The game itself saved me at a point where I had no guards with guns left. And so oh, I no was way. like there's no way I need the guard with a gun to get past this. Cause there's the game would not hard, like soft lock me in. Do you know what I mean? And I tried uh, forever and I could not figure it out. And then finally I, I asked, I was like, I, were, I was streaming it and I was like, what do I do? I hate that. I have to ask, but what do I do? And they're like, you need the guard to go back to just shoot an endless trail of these dogs. They, there's like two dozen of them. And <laughs> I had to load up an old save. And get back there because I had softlocked myself in without any guards. I was so mad. And, and, and I still, I don't give a fuck. You can be the world's biggest Oddworld Abe's Odyssey fan. And you can come in here and try to defend it. And that's fine. I will not move off that point. That puzzle sucked. That was broken. That was crap. It fucked me. And if I hadn't been able to look it up, I never would have finished it as a kid. I would have stopped right there. Because I just, um, fuck you. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck,
1: fuck you! Just think how many people played this.
0: <laughs> I'm done. Think I'm about sorry. how many people
1: played this in the in the early days and just like got to that point where like, oh, I guess that's, uh, the game's broken. I can't, I can't do anything now. Like,
0: like if, how
1: if how, if, how if it, many people would have taken the time to go back and figure that out,
0: dude? If it just replenished one of the guards with the gun, I would be like, obviously, you're trying to give me this. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a reason he keeps coming back. I need him yeah. to get past this. I was so mad. I was so, I raged on stream. Like I have nary raged before. And that well, fucking and I, fuck you. Fuck. I'm done. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm done. Okay. I, I need some water. So, I'm done. Fuck. You.
1: <laughs> well, and I bet you like there's beta alpha testing, beta testing now in games. They have a whole panel of people who are part of the company who test levels, test environments, test for glitches. Um, I bet you this didn't have any of that. So the dudes testing it were the people working on it. And guaranteed, they knew how the puzzle worked. So they were just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Never ran into that problem. Released it to the public. And I bet you they got flamed for it. Yeah, a million people.
0: Yeah, you might be right. And the other thing about that puzzle that pissed me off was I did try that. Before I killed off all the guards, I walked a guard over there and shot the dogs. But they just keep coming like it wasn't 3 or 4. We counted it. It was like 25. And I was like I think I probably killed like a dozen and I'm like, "Okay, clearly this isn't what I have to do. Like they never stop. There must be a way to be able to sneak past this or something." Do you know what I mean? And I was like, "Why 25? Like why not like 8? Like what like like what the oh, that fucking puzzle. No puzzle in this game made me as mad as that one. Because all of the other ones, at least once I figured them out, I'm like, I could have figured this out. I could have gotten the controls. That puzzle, oh, my, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm done. I'm not going to, uh, fuck, I, I, got, I got it off my chest. I feel better. Fucking bullshit. That puzzle is fucking bullshit. Fuck you. <laughs> Anyways. um, What else was there? Oh, so uh. you actually have to save those Madocan dudes. And yeah, there. I think there's two endings. If you, yeah, I know there's. I so if you get under. <laughs> okay, so like obviously spoilers. We're gonna spoil the, the endings. Um, if you don't rescue at least fifty of them, uh, then at the end of the game, Moloch, the the big bad guy, catches Abe, and you're like over a like a chute that'll drop you into like a slicer to make you into food to sell. And if you don't save at least fifty, you're tied up there. And then it shows like a few of them, and they're like, "Well, he didn't do anything for us. Forget him." And you die, and that's the end <laughs> of the game. <laughs> and, and and you had and you didn't beat the other way yet. No, I looked up the good ending afterwards. Yeah, uh, the
1: shaman J- guy, uh, big head or whatever, he comes and saves you, basically.
0: Yeah, like if you if you rescue more than fifty, then they like they like zap the guy with lightning or something. And yeah, they save you. But I, so first of all, uh, what do you think of that ending? I like it. I love how cold that, like, they're like, you didn't save at least half of us. Fuck you. I thought that was a great ending. Awesome. I absolutely
1: love it. Cause it's shocking. Like you're there, especially like that's from an era where the hero always wins. No matter what the hero wins, like every cartoon we watched around that time, everything that was coming out, hero always wins. You sometimes lost a secondary character, like the hero's best friend or his uncle or something, yeah. to you know build emotion, but never the hero. And love he- it. Love the ending where, oh, sorry, main character's dead.
0: I loved it. And you know what I love the most about it is, like, this, this is a fucking hard video game. And you grind through this thing, and you're like, all right. And then at the end, you die. And it was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Are you kidding me? That's vicious. I love it. I do like the multiple endings though. And uh, I, I, you know what I like is the way that while you're playing, when you're in the factory, there's like the, like the fucking scoreboard behind you showing like total Madokins in captivity, 99 number saved number lost or whatever. And so you always know, like, you don't know yeah. what the number is to get the better ending, but you always know where you stand as far as how many you saved. I I thought that was really clever as well.
1: Well, and I love that it's not like a, a menu that you click into. Like, you don't hit pause, and then it shows you it's in the back. Like, you you, you know, you have to go to an area that has the score scoreboard uh, on
0: it. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, Oh, that's where I wanted to go. I think part of what pissed me off so much about this game is that uh i'm the type of person that wants to find like i don't always have to get every collectible and stuff but in a game like this i want to save as many of the 99 as i possibly can and 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 i and i want you to by all means feel free to disagree with me or correct me if i'm wrong but like to me the first time you play through this game you can't like you can try to save a few of them i think i saved like 34 or something you can try to save them but like anyone listening to this, if we're convincing you to try this game for the first time, do not get hung up on trying to save them all in your first run because you won't like you won't the game expect, like in my opinion, without a walkthrough or something, you're expected to basically just stumble through your first playthrough. And then by the second yeah. one, you know what to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, agreed yeah. or like, like I just, I want to play it again now and try to save everybody because now I feel like I could because now I know the controls. But that first playthrough is just... Like, it feels like your entire first run is a tutorial level. Um, It's vicious. Yeah, like,
1: the whole first playthrough is the tutorial. Yeah, the yeah. entire especially,
0: run. Yeah.
1: Yeah, especially in a time before, like, YouTube or being able to look, like, everything up on the internet. Like, this came out when dial-up was things. So you weren't yeah. sitting there, like, calling on the internet and being like yo i uh, need a playthrough for abes odyssey yeah oh, 48 days to download that video Screw that i'll get yeah. the text version oh another three days awesome yeah uh, i'll just figure it out
0: yeah it was like when when i was playing it even blaine was like dude don't worry about saving everyone in your first run just just beat the game, and then you, and then, and then you'll you'll feel better. But I didn't want to. I was like, no, I want to save everybody. Like, I want to do it. And then you do eventually just like once you once you just accept the fact that you're not gonna rescue them all. The, in my opinion, at least, the game became a lot more enjoyable for me. Like, like nope. play. Like my opinion. If someone's gonna play this for the first time, just play it to beat the game. Saving everyone is like bonus content that you can do on a next playthrough. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it doesn't lose
1: replay value. Like if you play it once and then go back to play it again, like I, I spent hours. playing Yeah. This
0: game I, I playing. dude, I could totally see like replaying it. I want to, like I when I finished it, I said that in our Discord. I was like, I've done it. I beat it. I, that game took years off my life, but some weird fucked up part of me wants to go back and do it again, and try to get everybody like. And that's the genius of that game. Um,
1: okay. So I've got two trivia bits for you. Well, Shoot. two two point five. So you were talking about the uh, voice actor that did all the characters. Yeah. One dude pretty much did everything. Okay. And it's the director and creator of the game, Lauren Laney. Oh wow. Yeah, like that's really impressive. Like you said, this is really great voice acting. It's, and it's spectacular for the guy to be doing the whole project. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And then the other thing, I was like, why the why the hell is his list sewn up like they don't cover that at all yeah
0: why are his lips sewn shut
1: so his skin color is blue because of his sadness for his race being uh enslaved and his lips are sewn up by his mom when he was a baby so that because he cried out so much so that he wouldn't cry out and be murdered
0: that's morbid (laughs) it's super depressing what the fuck what a fucked up (laughs) video game imagine explaining this game to someone that's never played video games and you're like, well, there's these fucking tadpole humans and they're blue because they're sad and the main guy's mom sewed his mouth shut so that nobody would kill him. And you have yeah, to save was, them she all. Was the
1: queen. She was the queen of their race.
0: Right. Sure. And you have to save them all before they're turned into snack food. But in the middle of saving them all, you get sent to a a temple where like your ancestors live to learn how to chant electricity and during the entire game you can fart yeah (laughs) what the fuck like that's odd world what the fuck is this game i i I feel
1: like i feel like in the 90s that pitch would have landed like it's just a weird time you were getting weird shit on much music like they had that um
0: that's mtv here in canada for all of you americans much music is our mtv yeah. yeah
1: But, and same thing, like literally same thing. They have played a lot of the same programs. Yeah. But they had that like midnight thing where they would play like Beavis and Butthead and uh, the Max and all these weird cartoons. This game is cut from that cloth.
0: Totally. This game is totally that Ren and Stimpy cloth. Like it is a 90s fucking game. No question about it.
1: Earthworm Jim, like they all are very similar in like, oh, this is weird. People were weird in the 90s for some reason.
0: No question. It's, you know what? It's, you know what? So as we kind of start to wrap this down, you know what I respect about this game? We were just talking last week. We were watching the Gamescom conference and they were showing off trailers for all these new games. And we were talking about like, it's not that modern games are bad, but like indie games have retained that creativity. A lot of like the big budget AAA games have become so samey. Zombies or pirates, yeah. dark games, photorealistic, you know what I mean? And a game like this is just like this is one of the most creative video games I think I've ever played. And yeah, absolutely. Some things about it pissed fucking pissed me off. And some things about it are great. But like as a I, I, you know, between comedy and these, I consider myself a fairly creative person. Uh I look at this and I'm like, man, like you guys good like they tried something different and it worked it like so here's the thing like did you Did you have friends that played this like were you like the only weirdo that was playing this as a kid were you playing it with your buddies
1: i think my brother played it a little bit but my buddies weren't because it's not like a buddies game no it was just you know there was other games we were playing as a group like i think by the time this is out Goldeneye was out and right. you know, mario kart like those that was the your friends are coming over you're busting out the four players yeah talking. yeah like watch me do these puzzles or we would do <laughs> taking turns resident evil like that was that sure. was our jam we would do resident evil you know midnight resident evil streaming papa you know Papa Saborn's coming downstairs with the belt what the hell are you guys waking me up for
0: yeah yeah <laughs> it's funny because he, like... didn't, he didn't
1: actually do that by the way my dad was a gentle giant I'm... <laughs>
0: he would it, just yell it, fair enough yeah i'm glad you threw that in there instead of being like yo can you take that part out later i'm glad that, you <laughs> threw that in there. um when i was playing this i was tweeting about it a lot because i was just so fascinated by this game and it was really like we've had other games where the community is split final fantasy 8 is a great example where some people love it some people hate it but like oh, yeah this game and we've talked
1: about this i'm on the uh, opposite side of you yeah
0: yeah and like but the thing is like i i like i get it and i get it with this game too but like i think i i don't mean that people that don't like this game are too dumb to get it i don't i don't mean that at all but like this game either clicks with you or it doesn't and like it's yeah. not you can't universally like- just blanket Recommend this game to everybody. I can see how someone no, could get just, this game, rent it for a weekend, try it for a few hours, and be like, "I have no fucking idea what is going on." Like,
1: yeah, it's, it's kind of like like Blade Runner or you know any of the Neville News movies. Like, it's one of those things where, you know, you're not smart for watching it, but it is a niche audience.
0: Absolutely, it. it's a very like, I, I seriously went from rage quitting this game half a dozen times to being like, that is like. This is a this is probably a top 10 PS1 game for me. But I got I got comments from people that were like that game's a masterpiece. I love that game. And I got comments from people being like that game fucking sucks. It's stupid. It's broken. It's too hard. And like I just it is certainly not it's not for this game is not for everybody, but the people that get it I I it's a very it's a work of it's a work of art. It's a very impressive video game. I it fucking makes me so fucking angry sometimes. Uh, but I, I, have, I have a lot of respect for this game. Like I grew, to, I grew to really admire this game by the time I finished it. I was really, I'm yeah. so glad I didn't give up. Um, very neat. Have you played any of the others? Like any of the sequels? Or I think there's like a remake of this one or anything like that
1: uh no no i didn't i just played this one um i know i knew the sequels came out but i'd gotten into like i, I xbox and other things sure. and PC. like i really shifted from in the 90s to the pc by the 2000s so.
0: right right okay i so i know there's like a there's a remake of this one odd world new and tasty uh which apparently is pretty good and then there's a bunch of other games and like for all of you that have been asking i don't know when i'll get around to it but at some point i am going to try another game in this franchise like i'm a fan It took a a long time to win me over, but it won me over.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll play some of the sequels, but um, I feel like like a a remastering of this would be easy to do. Sure. Like, you just have to sharpen everything up.
0: Yeah, well, one of the things that, uh, from what I understand, and I might be wrong, and Blaine, if you said this when you and I chatted for the first part of this podcast, I'm sorry, it's been like fucking two weeks since we had that chat. I don't remember everything. In two I, decades. Yeah. Get over it. I want to say that they said that new and tasty, there's like some quality of life things. There's like saves. Uh, oh, you yeah. get, Oh, dude, you remember how like if you came across two or three characters in this game of the Madokans, you can only talk to one at a time. And you yeah, save one that has to come back. Apparently in the new one, you can talk to all of them at once. Like stuff oh, like that. That's, that's, like I'm yeah, interested. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to play this hot, this new and tasty one. Like I yeah so for all of basically i guess what i'm trying to say as we wrap this up is like if it sounded like i was being harsh on your game and you're a big odd world abes odyssey fan it never dude i don't think in 30 plus years of gaming a game has ever taken that long to hook me but still managed to get me by the end do you know what i mean like yeah i took the whole playthrough to be like i fucking hate this game and then when i finished it i was like i like that game but it took the whole playthrough to fucking get there oh my god what a fucked up game Ah, uh, I'm done. Did we forget anything? Is there anything else you want to bring up? I think? Uh, out of... Out of...
1: We got to do the... We got to vote
0: on it. Oh, we got to score it. We're Oh, we're scoring it out of 99. Uh, out but, of 99? Yeah, there's 99 Madockins. That just seems like the layup. That's like the easy one. So, yeah, okay. Uh, so, all right. So, the floor is yours, sir. What would you score? Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey out of 99. Keep it in mind. You said you haven't played it in a long time. So, any frustration, like... You're you're calm down. I still have oh yeah. I still have nights where I wake up in a cold sweat over this fucking game. But it's only been a couple of weeks for me. So what well, do you got? What are you scoring? out of I'm 99? gonna
1: vote. Uh, I think
0: I want to say 97 because that's the
1: year it came out. But I don't think the controls <laughs> killed this for me, so I'm gonna say 85 out of 90. All right.
0: I was like 97, and, and, and
1: literally only the controls. Like that's the only thing I hated. The only thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. Yeah, I. While I was playing it, I would have given it like a 30. I was so mad. (laughs) But now that I'm done and I see the whole picture, I'm like, I'll give it like I'll give it a a 90. Like the only things, the controls, even the controls, I got used to by the end. My biggest gripe with this game is the checkpoints. Um. Yeah. 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 They burn my ass. But I, I truly, I think this is a brilliant video game. I just think it's a great concept well executed well done uh i i i i promise all of you i don't know when i am gonna play more games in the odd. like you i'm a fan you've got me you i'm on your team now i i get it um oh and oh you know what 91 because no final boss fight that is a ballsy ballsy move no final boss fight and
1: and the final boss like that scene where you get captured that's where the game starts right Like, you're captured at the beginning of the game. This is totally like a Tarantino layup, where you're captured
0: and then you go back in the past. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that that part, but you're right, yes. Um, Yeah, that was awesome. And I, yeah, it is. That's brilliant. And I hate final bosses. And when I got there, I was like, any game, any game, even if it's a game I hate, I don't know if Echo the Dolphin has a final boss, because no one's ever, no one knows, because no one's fucking gotten that far.
1: (laughs) But if it doesn't eh, you echo echo the dolphin is the final boss like you just have (laughs) to say (laughs) that
0: i i have i have a little bit of respect like a boat every game in the history of video games gets bonus points from me if it has the balls to not have a final boss and this one did it and i loved it i melted at the end i thought it was great fuck yeah well
1: especially with the two endings right like the shocking ending is actually
0: that ending is so good that you grind through this hard as shit game just to die is fucking ah oh, spectacular, fucking outstanding.
1: Um, now, do what? you hate final bosses because of disappointments like Bioshock, where it's like, oh, that's the final
0: boss. I right? just, I just hate. I don't hate like I don't hate every final boss across the board, but I hate most of them because, frankly, like three out of four final bosses is just like a crappy bullet sponge or whatever. That just takes a, and I'm like, there's this isn't, and that like, like I've always said my favorite final boss of all time is the final boss of Yoshi's Island on the super Nintendo where you fight giant Bowser in the background and you're like whipping eggs at him, I, I love, I love that boss fight. Uh, but that's what it is. I hate when bosses are just big bullet sponges. I hate it. Yeah. So
1: it's just disappointingly easy. Like that's, that's, I call it the Bioshock boss syndrome. Yeah. just, Oh, Oh, okay. That was, just another enemy and I had enough of everything to easily beat him.
0: Yeah. Like figure out a way to like make it clever or better yet. Don't have one. I, I like games that end with an escape sequence as opposed to a fucking final boss. I love a good escape sequence. So I think that's one
1: of the most genius things that halo had in it. Halo one and halo three. Was that escape? Like the escape of the halo complex blowing up. The the escape
0: in halo three. Uh, when like you're hanging out with Arbiter oh buddy ah, oh, it turns me on that's good shit um, yeah
1: that's, that's the way to do a final boss is agreement. to have an action sequence yeah oh, I'm on board with
0: that on that note a whole bunch of you have been asking me if we're ever going to cover Halo 3 yes I don't know when but sometime Halo 3 will get an episode I promise this same episode let's go yeah let's go alright we're talking <laughs> Halo 3 no uh, <laughs> dude before we wrap this up you've uh, you've been busy what do you got going on I'll shut up Plug your, this is your plugging up plug away oh my plug point Plug yeah. your shit. Get it, uh, get it right. The world's listening.
1: So so since 2019, I've joined a, uh, a small film studio for where we live called uh, S762. Uh, we just released like our first, first dish. Like the directors had a couple other films. The first film that I'm in that did really well in the film, um, the film festival circuit. Um, it's on YouTube now. So I'm just kind of plugging the studio. It's the first film. We got two other ones coming out within the next year. Um, but it's called Quiet Enable It's a short film, it's 24 minutes, it's on YouTube I would super appreciate it if everybody Checked it out, gave it a like And then commented, even if you hated it Just totally me in it I'm the guy with the <laughs> You can make fun of my Acting, my terrible voice Everything and anything under the sun But if you like it and comment Love it, would really appreciate it
0: God, What's it about Like in, in, in 30 seconds or less, what's it about uh,
1: we're ripping off Metal Gear Solid.
0: No. I, I, it, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: it's somewhat in the future, and it's about private military contractors in the Middle East. Are not in the Middle East, pardon me, in uh, Eastern Europe. And they're kind of like discovering this uh, coup that's taking place. Um, basically, the director, Martin, is building kind of a cinematic universe in this like 40 years in the future kind of dystopian, you know, geopolitical thing so his stuff's really politically charged but also like a lot of fun he gets a lot of you know airsoft guns for props and then builds these like pseudo sci-fi effects around it so it's it's a neat like project
0: to be part of fucking right, man. good for you that's fucking sick uh yeah, tyler's super fun assuming that like we're recording this eight days before the episode goes live assuming tyler doesn't forget to send me his information in the next eight days look in the description of this podcast and you'll be able to find all the information there if you want to check it out so uh buddy that's fucking sick so congrats on that and uh thank you for doing this i appreciate i i fucking knew it man as soon as i knew it was Oddworld: world odyssey i was like for some reason i was just like tyler, tyler will have played this fucking game i know he will and you came through so buddy uh thanks for thanks as always for coming on the show i appreciate it
1: any and every time
0: And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, Blaine, thank you so much for your generosity and support for sponsoring this episode and for introducing me to and not forcing me to stick with this game, but for convincing me to stick with this game and get through it. Because now I really like it fuck me was it frustrating uh, so thank you so much and of course Tyler thank you so much for giving me a call and talking Oddworld Abe's Odyssey do not forget you can find the link to Tyler's short film Quiet and Able in the description of this podcast if you're interested in checking that bad boy out that is everything this week if you want more if you're well first of all if you're like this podcast didn't suck that was not that bad maybe leave us a nice review we're getting a total influx of good reviews lately and uh, they warm my heart and they make me feel nice I read them I see them so thank you to everyone leaving us nice reviews and if you want more of these there's over 200 bonus podcasts waiting for you the second you sign up at patreon.com rememberthegame remember the game and you're getting two additional podcasts every single week. And don't forget that 5% of your Patreon is being pledged to the Stollery Children's Hospital at the end of the year uh, as part of my 24 hour Remember the Children charity stream. We've raised almost $2,000 already. So you keep the lights on, you get a ton of podcasts, or wait, I keep the lights on, thanks to you, you get a ton of podcasts, we help out some children, it's fucking wins all around, All right, so check that out if you're interested, patreon.com slash rememberthegame, I have a PO box, you can find the address at rememberthegamepodcast.com, just shoot me some little postcard, a letter, let me know where you're listening, I'll send you one back, we'll be friends, it's fun to do that kind of stuff, and don't forget, you can check me out on Twitch, I have been more active on there lately, but I really have no uh, consistent schedule. I just log in whenever I have a chance. It's twitch.tv slash member the game, not remember. Member the game. You can come by, see my stupid face. It's lots of fun. All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode. I will be back tomorrow for all of our Patreons with expansion pass number 127, where I review the Ninja Turtles CalBunga collection. Game patch 105.0 goes live on Friday with all the biggest news in modern games. And I'll be back next week with remember the game number 214, which will almost certainly be about Metroid. the NES should be a banger take it easy everyone I'm going to thank some patrons and get out of here talk to you on the next one cheers goodbye remember the game is brought to you by our patreons I could not puke up all the content I turn out every week without all of your support the following people are signed up at the senior executive vice president level or higher at patreon.com slash remember the game and as such I am contractually obligated to butcher their names in a rush to thank you at the end of every podcast that I don't know if anyone listens to or not so a huge thank you to Makeshift Mallow, Magic Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic Andre, Best Podcast, Advice, James Clark, King Bahamut, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Charlie Medeiros, Andrew Wright, Jordan, Fraser Burns, Lil Bunny, Fufu89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Aaron Lawson, Nathan Tremblay, A-Town, Morgan Zane, Donovan, Riot Kitchen, Mike Maloney, G9PSX, Mercury869, Wolfgang, Darren, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Chris Copeland, Doogie, Magic, 21 Johnny, CCDC, Joel LeBlanc, Squints, Zonko504, Russell Aldridge, Jeff Bergeron, Captain N, Daniel, Tunable Power, John Woodruff, Randy Barrage, Just a Fish, Noob Q, Denzalo, Holmes, Zach Shepard, Chris Dickin, Matthew D'Amico, Frosty Feet 492, Triple, Austin Cook, Elijah Burns Stephen Parnell, Ray Sen, Wontongo, Zach Coiner, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dolph, Phil McCracken, Trav H, Mizuru, Nicholas Chaffee, David Marcus, Phil Lencher, Ruben Elizald, Eric James, Riley Turvey, Jake Carter, Mexican Johnny, C Spin, Thomas Smith, Nikola, Munch Leroy Westrich, Dark Squall, Jerry the 3D Printed Sawstretch, Russell, uh, oh, dude, Russell, you just told me how to say your name And I still don't fucking remember how to say your last name I fucked Russell Sigi C- Sigi I'm sorry, Russell, if I said it wrong again Evolva Sean Ramos Stevie Cooper Studstill Smash Mojo The Helper Monkey Gabe Dan Fusselman, Fuzzy99 Decoy Man John Jameson Blaine the Hoagie Man Scary Terry Bucky Duck Hegel Waffle KH, Jimothy Joe Stone Chris Williams Oroku Gardener Nicole Novak Cody Richardson General Fury The Jemadian Nightmare Matt Hamilton Nomad James Black Drugs are bad. <laughs> Drugs are bad, okay? I just caught that. Sam Carpenter, Nerdy Hybrid, Aaron, F- Adam Fletcher. Not uh, not Aaron. Adam. The vastly superior Aaron's. Adams. Colin Bollinger, Lucas, Joey Mercury, IR Jackal, Theron, Squeak Nuts, Isaias, Timmy the Exuberant, Tur- Turtle, Lance Jones, Brian Neese, nice, Christian Gabriel, Maverick, Marty, Musty Beetle, Big Poppy, Logan, Phil... Ah, uh, you just told me to say your last name too. Stop telling me how to say your names because I'm not going to say them right. Phil Vow. I'm going to say it wrong no matter how you tell me. There's too many and I'm not smart enough. So many people message me telling me how to say their names properly and I make a conscious effort to try to remember. And then when push comes to shove, I forget how to do all of them. John M. Watkins, Beef Dingleberry, Michael Barjudina, Hitchy Poo, Arctic Fission, Romaldo Marquez, Connor McCann, Bulma Simp, Mark Nele, Darren Dickey, Trevor McKee, Quiet Place Queen, Cam Nelly 23, Zamatos, Skiller Rooney, Angelo Leonardo, Lugnut, Scott Weiss, Edgemaster P, Oh My God It Froze, Bobby Litton, Roger Roger, fuck, Roger Russell, Taylor Lynn White, <laughs> Kia Poo, Kia Pop, oh this is fucking horrendous, Kia Pop, Knife Goes In, Guts Come Out, ah, The worst iteration of the shoutouts ever. My God. I'm going to go dunk my head in some water. Take it easy, everybody. Thank you for the support. Purple monkey dishwasher.